welcome to the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. Uh, I'm sure that by now you are aware of this, but in case you are painfully misinformed, I am Spencer, and I am one of your hosts on this podcast, and in a galaxy relatively close, I have joining me the other hosts of this podcast. This is Brandon. And you know the intergalactic Jordan. Oh, but wait, there's more. Today, we have with us some special guests. Firstly, we have Jose. Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Uh, Jose is a member of my quartet. Uh, that's Stringsman OKC. We're on the platform, so follow the us on the Instagrams and the Facebooks there and the you, YouTubes. There you go. Get, get the um, plug in there. That might be a and paid promotion, though. <laughs> we have David. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, David is a dear friend that I've known for many years. Uh, both of these gentlemen are Star Wars enthusiasts because today's episode will be about Obi-Wan. Uh, Obi-Wan just finished. Uh, episode six was released, which means the series is complete. So we are here for you to review it and also kind of just talk Star Wars in general. Normally, uh, you know, we would talk about some bit of news that's happening, but um, there's no time. Star Wars is relatively expansive. And so I'm sure that this also goes without saying, but I'm going to issue a spoiler warning for Obi-Wan and any Star Wars property up to now, because of course we're going to talk about Obi-Wan relatively in depth, but we may or may not cover any other Star Wars things that exist because, you know, it's all connected. So, if you are not caught up, or if you feel like we are going to talk about something that you don't want to hear us talk about, then uh, you should handle that and then rejoin us. But, assuming you are caught up, or assuming you are not um, going to be bothered by, you know, potentially hearing about something that you didn't know about or don't want to hear about, uh, we can go ahead and begin. So, if you've been here before, you know that I wrote a synopsis for this. Uh, I did not write it by episode. I just wrote a synopsis of what happened. I am going to do my best to keep it tight. Uh, but you know, my synopses can uh, run a little long. So Excited to hear it, man. Uh, just know that uh, I'm going to talk about what happened in the series in, you know, brief detail. So... Ten years after Order 66, most of the Jedi have been eradicated. A group known as the Inquisitors are hunting the remaining Jedi. We meet Reva, also known as Third Sister, I really liked her, um, who is clearly on a personal mission to kill as many Jedi as necessary, and by any means necessary. Uh, Obi-Wan is working at a meat factory, and he's he's just not doing great. Um He's trying to use the Force to communicate with his master, Qui-Gon Jinn, but he's not able to. Uh, we see that Luke has been adopted by his uncle and Leia has been adopted by Senator Bail Organa. Leia, who is 10 years old, uh, was pretty rebellious and she didn't like politicking very much. Uh, and I mean, that's a part of her life, but she was 
not a fan. Uh, she had a habit of running away, and during one of her runoffs, she is kidnapped by a bounty hunter that was hired by the third sister to lure out Obi-Wan. Um, Obi-Wan finds the planet where Leia is, and um, she uh, he meets a con man who's pretending to be a Jedi named Haja. I think it was Haja. Haja? Yeah. Uh, Kumail. We're just going to call him Kumail. Cause that's just, no, I mean, you had it right. It was, it was Haja. Good. 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 Yeah, man, you gotta be, yeah. be cultured, man. Come on now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, Haja <laughs> uh, was able to help Obi Wan rescue Leia. Uh, of course, Leia doesn't trust him and runs away. And when Leia is about to fall to her death, Obi Wan is able to use the Force to save her. So now she trusts him. Uh, Haja gives them an escape plan, but Reva, of course, follows them. Uh, Reva reveals that Anakin is still alive as Darth Vader, and Obi-Wan is shooketh by this news. Uh, the Grand Wizard, uh, I'm sorry, the Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> oh, shit. Arrest Reva <laughs> for being reckless. <laughs> and she stabs him with a lightsaber, which allows Obi-Wan and Leia to escape. <laughs> They arrive on a planet, uh, and they are not met by Haja's contact, so they hitch a ride and end up getting discovered. Uh, They hitch a ride, some stormtroopers show up, and it kind of just shows off how dumb the stormtroopers are, because the stormtroopers say to Obi-Wan, we're looking for a Jedi. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to that later. I'm gonna get to that later. Yeah, I got, I got stuff about Maybe that. Maybe I got problems with it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, they end up getting discovered and then they get helped by Tala, an officer in the Empire and a member of the Path, which is an underground railroad type situation where they help those being hunted by the Empire. Uh, Darth Vader shows up and handily defeats Obi-Wan, uh, burning him a little bit. Uh, Tala is able to save him from dying, but Leia is captured by Reva. Uh, Obi-Wan and Tala make a plan to save Leia, who is being held at Inquisitor HQ, which is pretty much a death fortress that no one attempts to infiltrate. Uh, Obi-Wan and Tala are able to save Leia and get away, but Tala's cover is blown. Darth Vader is furious and is about to kill Reva for failing. However, Reva put a tracker on them. So now Reva's saying, not only will we capture Obi-Wan, but we can destroy the organization from the inside. Impressed, Reva gets promoted to the new Grand Wizard. I mean, Inquisitor. Oh my God. You got to shows up and ruins everybody's day. But Obi-Wan allows himself to get captured so that he can negotiate with Reva. He figures out that she knows who Anakin is because she was there when he was slaughtering Jedi. She was one of the younglings. Um, she has been playing the long game against Darth Vader this whole time. She wants to gain his trust and then kill him. Uh, Tala dies, uh, sacrifices herself, and Reva attempts to kill Darth Vader but is handily defeated and left for dead. Of course, she doesn't die, uh, but she does learn the location of Luke. Um, Obi-Wan and the path are being chased by Darth Vader, and Obi-Wan breaks into a different direction so that the path can, you know, escape because he knows that Darth Vader only wants him. They duel, Darth Vader wins round one, but then Obi-Wan gets his powers back and defeats Darth Vader in round two. 
Meanwhile, Reva shows up to kill Luke, and after chasing him through the desert and catching him, she remembers the slaughter that she witnessed and is unable to kill him. Obi-Wan reassures her that she has been released from the dark side. Darth Vader has a discussion with Lord Palpatine about priorities, and Darth Vader pretty much gives up the search for Obi-Wan because, you know, we got bigger things to handle. Um, We have a bigger picture to look at. Uh, Leia is returned to her parents and embraces her role as princess. Obi-Wan meets Luke officially with the hello there and has, you know, found his inner peace. So now he is able to communicate with Qui-Gon Jinn through the force. Liam Neeson enters. Credits. Man. Hand clap. We need to get some, we need to get some hand clap sound yeah. effects. So that was Obi-Wan. Uh, David, let's start with you. What were your thoughts on the series as a whole um, before we get into like specific moments? So for me personally, it's a beautiful transition piece. I'm glad they did it. I was super eager when I heard um, the rumor mill saying that there might be an Obi-Wan series. I was thinking it's very needed because to see, you know, for me personally, I've seen prequel. I've seen the original trilogy we all grew up with. And of course, the questionable post-trilogy that we all had to deal with here recently, <laughs> along with cartoons, you know, TV shows, all the stuff on Cartoon Network that we went through as kids, comic books. So to see the actual live-action transition of Obi-Wan Kenobi from post-heartache, post-losing his own Padawan and going through all that trauma, to what eventually becomes soon uh, becomes the old man that is wise beyond his years is a beautiful thing. So I was I was impressed. There were some some details that I was questioning as I was watching. I was like, mm, that's not right. Mm, okay. But for the most say, part, I, overall. I don't know about I beyond love... his years because he's an old ass man. Tell me when oh, we no, see him in, uh, was it episode three? Is, that, is that the right episode? Four. four. Yeah, four. Okay. New Hope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do. Is... I, got, I got a question, Spencer. We, we, before we got into it, we got to find out what David and, you know, Jose's criteria is. Why, why are they the Star Wars go to people? So we're already on David. Let's hear it, Dave. I heard you mention comics. Uh, tell us, tell us your little story with with Star Wars. How you get into it? So, as a kid, when I was coming up, obviously we had the first three movies, our first three movies, which for yeah. me, twenty seven, not that far from y'all, was Episode One, Phantom Menace, Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, and the Remains of the Sith. Those are my big three when they came out growing up. My dad, on the other hand put me on game because as a kid you know we go to the movie theater come out pretending we're swinging swords having a great old time he's like you think that's cool you should see how it first came out so first came out he went and got me the original three sat me down and while we watched vhs is the entire time and i caught up and my eyes were just open since then and I, as an adult i hate to say it i don't have any more of my lightsabers i don't oh, have any more man. of my comic books yeah i am lacking right now but through that it put me down a rabbit hole of comic books, books on commando clones, books on actual battles that took place, behind the scene books. I actually am one of the few people that I know, small world, but you know, I'm one of the few people I know the actual story of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn when he was a Padawan all the way up to Qui-Gon Jinn's death in episode one. So getting to see mm. Obi-Wan as an adult and knowing like what he went through, the Star Wars universe is a super emotional universe. People don't realize they, they just sword fights, you know, think about like sci-fi samurais going at each other with magic that's how a lot of people see it but it's a it's a super emotional thing 
You got people just, uh, in fact, what's the, the Mandalorian? Well, we got to see the dark saber from, um, what's that planet that the, uh, I, I heard of, I heard about that. I didn't I didn't see that. I haven't watched season two yet, but I did hear oh, about no, it, seeing the dark saber. Oh, you good? Yeah. You're so Star Wars. I so about. for the dark saber, <laughs> just to go off on a tiny tangent, that dark saber. The reason why he has such a hard time controlling it is because that lightsaber is emotionally based. If you are not believing a hundred percent in what you got going on, that thing's gonna fight against you. The Force is a living thing. So right. I mean, my criteria. If you want to know about it, I've read a Dang. bunch of different books. Got a bunch of minor details, so I could. Throw in some random facts here and there. Talk that talk. Mm. All right. I believe it. Yeah. You made me believe it. Um, all right, Spence, you can take over until we get to Jose. Um, so you enjoyed it then? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Okay. Okay. Jordan, what were your thoughts on the series? Uh, you know, we mentioned once before that, you know, we're not super big into, we're not, we, I should say, I'm not super big yeah, into Star speak Wars. For yourself. Speak for like, yourself. Bro, <laughs> we can include you. Just, you just started, Reddit just started watching this. And I'm just saying, don't speak for me. Anyway, anyway, I just <laughs> got into it back in 2019. Uh, so for me, like, I had really no expectations going into the show. Like, I enjoyed Mandalorian season one. And so I guess going into this, I literally didn't know what it was going to be about. Um, I think I watched one trailer and I didn't even know Luke was in it. I just figured it was some little kid or something. Jeez. Didn't think nothing about it. Bro, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do you that. never know that was Luke, bro. You just, you just assume I just know every little white kid is Luke? Come on now. Bro, why would they come on, man? <laughs> bro, uh, like, I, like I said, I, if, like I said, I watched all the movies in 2019 within like a two or three week span. So all of it runs together for me. So I don't remember which part happened to which. But I, I enjoy. I, I definitely enjoyed this show. Uh, my favorite character was by far Reva, just because I was interested in her backstory. Um, I mean, I, we all knew how aware Obi Wan was going to end up. Like we knew he was going to survive the whole series. But my main focus was like on Reva, like what was actually going to happen to her, and what was her dealings with Anakin um, or Darth Vader. Um, so I was really interested. in it. The show was real good. Uh, I'm still trying to debate if I like it better than Mandalorian. I'll have to check. I'll have to finish Mandalorian season two to kind of see, but I also don't think it's fair to judge two seasons off the one season of Obi-Wan. Right. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed the show for the most part. Um, yeah. Brandon. All right. I come, I come into the star Wars universe as a rookie. I would call myself a rookie. Um, uh, I started watching the movies earlier this year. Well, actually late last year, earlier this year. Um, I am, I believe I'm almost there. Like I'm almost done with all the movies and I'm starting Clone Wars. Uh, but as far as this show goes, cause I kind of want to, I like to be prepared for what I'm about to watch. And Obi-Wan's probably so far is my favorite character overall. So I was super hyped for the show coming in. And uh, I think it really delivered. I mean, obviously it has some issues, but overall, I thought it really delivered. I thought the emotional parts were really good. Like they really hit the nail on the head between like Obi-Wan and Anakin's connection and like the trauma that, and it really hit hard on the P- PTSD, which is really good. Like they hit, they landed, landed yeah. that, that idea really well. And like comparing them and the juxtaposition between the two. So yeah, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I haven't seen the Mandalorian. Um, I need to watch it, but I, Obi-Wan's my favorite, so I kind of got away from the movies just to see this one, and I, I'm glad I did. 
Jose. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we hear Jose, we got we got a list of the criteria. Uh, okay. Where were you at? I got you. No, for sure. Absolutely. So I got to be honest with you. David is like what I aspire to be. Like that's that's where I, that's that's where I'm going. Like that that level of knowledge, and, and, you know what I mean, and that that level of intimacy with the with the with the franchise and with the story is like that's that's where I'm that's where I'm going. So, um, actually, Star Wars has been in my family for pretty much, of course, since its inception. It was uh, one of the first movies my grandpa took my my mom to see when she was. Um, young enough to see it back in uh, 1977 and I was watching the uh, Star Wars documentary and I realized that uh, my mom was only one year younger than I was when I saw the first episode of uh, the prequels when she saw the first of the originals so like she and I um, having seen like the original like my original and then her original kind of at the same time in our life and like just growing up with it and then I like to always think about the parallels of like, what's my mom doing at my age? What, you know, what was she doing at that age? That kind of thing. And I realized at yeah. that point, like we were both seeing Star Wars at the same age for the first time in the movie theaters. And, um, and so she's always like, it's always been in my life. But um, for me, Star Wars just started being really seriously in my life. Uh, actually, at the beginning of the pandemic, I did what everybody did. You know, watched all the Harry Potter, watched all the Star Wars, watched all right. the Marvel, watched all the DC, watched it all. And then I realized I was like, I always liked Star Wars. I've always been fascinated with space, but what, you know, what's going on with this Clone Wars? What's going on with uh, with this Rebels? And I started watching that and I realized, oh man, this goes way deeper than right. um, than what the movies are just telling you. And so that that started me getting me into like deeper and deeper. I started getting some of the books. I started getting some of the comics. I actually just finished reading um, Heir to the Empire. And um, mm-hmm. now I'm rewatching Rebels and seeing like the crossover between these characters that were made up right immediately after uh, the first movie was let out. And then yeah, now heard, they're making heard, the Rebels with the Clone same characters. Wars and Rebels was really good too as a, as a show. Like I remember that coming on Cartoon Network and I would I would check out a few episodes, but I've just heard like really great things about those. I do need to go back and watch those. It actually, it, to me, like it makes the Mandalorian make so much more sense. It makes Obi-Wan make so much more sense. It makes everything make uh, like this connective tissue that goes from from that show to, to this show, bringing it all together anticipating like what's what's about to happen it makes it a lot more exciting yeah so what do you think about the show yeah what do you think about the show yeah the show i thought was fantastic i uh as as soon as uh, the last episode ended i I looked at maria and i said that was the perfect episode like that was perfect perfect 10 out of 10 and uh, i was in it from from the very first episode like there was people giving it hate and they were like not in it for reva they were not in it for for obi-wan's weakness and and like from the very first episode i was like they know exactly what they're doing the the path is so clear and uh the interesting thing was like as much hate as i was seeing it getting i was like that's the same kind of hate that episode one the phantom menace got when it first came out everybody was hating on it and it's like you guys don't understand that's just a foundation that's just setting up and if without it it doesn't make any sense so they're not giving star wars the, the, the the tried and true formula chance you know it's like they fell into the same trap again. Sucks. Sucks. <laughs> but, uh, but I thought it was perfect. Everything about it was perfect. I uh, After the new episode came out, I would go back and start from the beginning again and, and catch the flow. So, like, each time I was watching it week after week from the beginning all the way through to the new episode and catching that I, flow I should, going. I should have that same thing. Yeah. That's smart. That's what I should yeah. do, too. Yeah, because I watched it all at once. Um, like, once the last episode was out, I just watched it. Um. 
See, and that's okay. the thing. That's the thing. Like versus the binge model versus you know week to week episodes. Like, which one do y'all prefer? It's like you can get it all at once, or you can wait for some of the suspense to see what happens. On, what, what happens each week? How it unfolds. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'm always uh, worried about spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I, don't want, I don't want. I don't want to get a spoiler. You know, social <laughs> media be killing me on the spoilers. Man. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> can't, I was, get on, can't get on Twitter after nothing. Nothing. Man. Exactly. And I was pretty okay because, like, I wasn't worried about spoilers. Um, because I am not a big Star Wars guy. Um, I like random specific things that I've seen, but um, I would not call myself. A fan. I feel like that would be disrespectful to fans. Yeah, Brandon. You know, Brandon just calls himself a fan. He just catches it. He said he's a rookie. He, he made it clear that he's <laughs> new. Like no, I don't. We gatekeep. We gatekeep him right here. No, we gatekeep. Don't let Don't let Brandon in. We gatekeep him. First of all, you didn't even know Luke was the person they focused on for thirty <laughs> seconds in the trailer. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking all about? Right. Uh, if they didn't call him by his name, I didn't know who it was. Bro, there's two little kids in the entire Star Wars universe. Two little boys that they talk about, and you thought you didn't know they were. Who's the other one? Oh, Anakin. Anakin. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's clear yeah, I'm a rookie, bro. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think you're pretty new to this as well. Yeah, you uh, know that. Uh, I, I mean, because I, I was watching this as um, somebody who doesn't know a bunch of the lore. Like, I, of course, I watched the first three episodes. Um, well, I've watched, I watched episodes one through seven. Uh, I didn't watch eight or nine. But, um, I haven't seen any of them like as an adult. So like my childhood and like young memory of them is what I have. And I, uh, I mean, I thought the series was cool. I will say there are two things that I don't want to say bothered me, but there were two issues that I had, but neither one of them, they could have done something about the other one. There was no way around it. So the first one, I wanted it to be darker. What do you mean? Um, because with the content that we're dealing with, like it, I wanted it to be darker. I figured because it's on Disney Plus, it probably won't be. But on the flip side of that coin, with uh, I watched some of the first season of The Mandalorian, and I feel like it was appropriately dark. And I wanted this to be darker. Um, the other I'm trying thing, to see, what do you mean? I'm trying. I'm trying to see how would how would you have made it darker though? I, I mean, you want to evade it and mark some more people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. But you're watching too much boys. That's what it is right now. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not saying that I wanted it to be the boys dark. No, that, <laughs> that no. Star Wars doesn't do that. But um, with some of the themes that were you know being addressed uh as brandon mentioned he's having some ptsd and the uh the loss of someone to the evil side of things and uh all of that i just uh i mean and i guess i like it when stuff is darker yeah and i i just feel like it could have been darker I feel like this um, one was, I feel like this series is definitely like emotionally dark. I feel like, cause those like final two episodes, like that fight between Vader and Obi-Wan and the emotion that was going between them, like that was, that was really great. So I was like, yeah. I feel like maybe they went emotionally dark versus, I don't know, dark all around. 
it was definitely emotionally dark from a, I guess, a more historian point of view because they, I don't know if y'all noticed and y'all probably didn't, but Jose, maybe you noticed or maybe you guys might've caught it, but there was a lot of Easter eggs in that last fight that made it so enjoyable. Oh, one so thing. So enjoyable. I, I did notice that's how he got that scar. Correct. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know about the scar. scar right there. That is, oh, that is one wait, thing that's I how noticed. Okay, so I, I was told that he got the scar from a fight in uh from in a fight against Ventress from no. the uh samurai uh, what the that animated series of Clone Wars. He was fighting Ventress and that's where he got the scar. So he got it from So Vader's face has changed multiple times throughout the series. The scars that you see in the New Hope. Luke, as an adult, that era when he finally removes the mask and sees his face all messed up in the last movie. You, know, you see what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The animated mm-hmm. series, that scar, yes, from Massage Ventures, but the scars you oh, see, okay. I don't know I if see that's the scar now. Oh, okay. Right, so, we're ta- so we're talking about two different scars. So which scars are we talking about okay. right now? Because the scar, the, the scar that Jose, you might be talking about, is the one across his, like his cheek, but the one Obi Wan like, gave him like across his the- head up here. Yeah, I'm talking about the, oh, okay. the scalp okay. scar. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. My fault, my fault. I got you. All right. okay. I got and that's sense. also <laughs> that's also an Easter egg to the animated series uh, in Rebels when Ahsoka faces off against Vader. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but when Vader and Ahsoka finally meet again, uh, Ahsoka immediately, the first strike, swipes his helmet off clean up, and you can see his face that way. But it's the Do you guys know who Ahsoka is? Is that yeah, a name that you guys yes. know? I, yeah, I, I, I only know her from, like, all the stuff, oh, upcoming from, show as well. And I've seen her on the a few episodes of... Uh, of Rebels as well. Like, I know what she looks like, but I don't know anything okay, about her. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I know her, oh. like, strictly through, like, pop pop culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Sokotanu is actually Anakin's apprentice, which is a crazy thing because he was never a master. Um, but, you know, they wanted to tease him with everything else in the world. The, the council's a very messed up thing. We can get into that if you want to. <laughs> but essentially, Soka is Anakin's apprentice. And she goes through a whole journey herself to where she has to leave the order. And then when he turns to Vader, she never sees it till it's too late. And then when they finally meet up, it's a, oh my gosh, my master, let me try and save the same contrast that, that Obi-Wan is trying to do in the Obi-Wan series. It's like, wait a minute, I could have saved you. I could have did better. And it's like, nah, no, sir, you couldn't have. It was too late. I did what so I that, did. So that means that this new Ahsoka series is coming out. It could potentially focus like on the opposite side of Obi-Wan. Like maybe after Obi-Wan scars his face or maybe before scars his face. It seems like they could they could end up, I guess, getting into a conversation. If they choose the same, I guess, age, if you want to go that way, because the Mandalorian is set Mandalorian is set further down from the Obi-Wan series. So the Ahsoka series, if they're using the same actress. Uh, is going to be set way later as well. Yeah, it would be after uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. So right. at that point, Darth Vader would already be dead. Uh, mm, got it. Okay. So they'd have to choose a different actress to go in the same direction as Obi Wan. She had to be a lot younger because we've already seen her face from. with the Mandalore. Oh, okay. Got it. That makes more sense. I got you. Since we're on Ahsoka, random question: um, What is she? Uh, and what I mean by that is, I assume she's not a human. I think not. Nah, is that? I want to say. I, I want to say she's. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. It's a, oh, Turgutia female. I had to look it up. I always. Because he's the same race as uh, Shakti, right? 
Right. Yeah. Master Shock T, the same exact race with those fancy horns and designs or whatnot. Oh, got it. Use the royalty. Yeah. I think got Shock T's got a bright red face before she died. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I just, uh, I just kind of wondered that. Um, the second thing that I, I guess that made me enjoy it less. And again, this is something that they couldn't help. Like there was no way around this. I, it felt like there were no stakes because I know everybody makes it. Like, yeah, that's a that's a tough one to deal with when you know. And again, like I'm not I'm not holding that against the show because it's a prequel like there's no way like this is like some in-between storytelling and so there's no way to avoid that because we know you know a new hope comes after this and so i know for a fact that everybody makes it and whatnot so this is some in-between um but because there were no stakes like i never felt like anybody was in danger like it was just kind of like you know well, I know he makes that's it. Why, that's why I was interested in Reva because we don't know what could have happened to Reva. Like, they could have easily killed her. We never seen her again. She's the only one, I feel like, who had real stakes that could have potentially lasted forever. Yes. Correct. Because, uh, like, on that battle scene, I don't know if y'all paid attention to when she killed the Grand Inquisitor. I, I, for the people that know about the Inquisitors, I kind of looked at that scene like, hmm, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Something's gonna have to change with that because that man does not die there. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know he's pretty important, so I was like, yeah, they, yeah. It's either I, I feel like he comes back or because I feel like I knew he was in Rebels, um, mm-hmm. and the fifth brother. I think it was his name, fifth brother. Yeah, I knew that they were in Rebels, and so I was like, okay. No, no, I, I didn't know any of that. I didn't even know, as Spencer called it, the Grand, uh, was what you call it the first time? <laughs> the, the Grand Inquisitor. Grand, no, the Clan, no, Grand Wizard. Yeah, you're thinking of the Clan, this dude, Spencer tripping. Uh, well, actually, it was a group of people that were trying to hunt down and kill another oh, group God. of people oh, so is spencer, is spencer saying that the clan is in the, the star wars universe is that what you're trying to say oh, so Samuel jackson needs to be worried about the clan now i mean samuel jackson does not need to worry about the clan at this point and all, all the black storm troopers they need to be worried about the, the grand grand uh the, i mean if if there wasn't an issue with certain fans having certain issues, <laughs> I would have had no room to make this joke. You're right. Sure. You're right. All the Reva, hey, all the Reva haters. Speaking out there, of which, huh? how does everybody feel about Reva and her story and all that? For me, it felt a little predictable. Like I, I knew pretty early that she was one of the younglings. Um, and not that predictable is bad. Like, I'm not saying that that's a problem necessarily, but mm-hmm. it, I, I had no issue figuring out like, oh, she was there during the slaughter. Right. Um, I must be slow. I definitely didn't figure it out. I wasn't sure what her motivations were because we have seen people like genuinely go to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't sure, you know, if it was like a Thanos and Gamora situation where it's like, yeah, I slaughtered all your people, but I adopted you. So, you know, the inquisitors, just for a little random history fact, the inquisitors were chosen by Palpatine. 
Vader hated the Inquisitors. He hated the very concept of the Inquisitors. He thought it was a threat to his apprenticeship. And by the same token, the Grand Inquisitor, the person that takes that chair, is always one seeking to be Palpatine's new apprentice. So there's always a constant beef with the Inquisitors and Vader. That's why you see that power struggle. Uh, the Grand Inquisitor was telling him to give up on Kenobi. And Vader essentially looked at him and said, shut the hell up. Right. <laughs> We're going after him. And then he bit his tongue because at the same time, you don't go up against Vader. So right. the Inquisitors, and that's why like Reva's story is so important because she, or she said, she hid amongst the bodies. So afterwards, with her Force abilities, she still had to finesse her way into the Inquisitors without getting killed. Because like we all know, their whole mission is killing Force-sensitive people. Children, men, women, does not matter. Well, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, because of that, I figured her options were either get hunted or be a hunter. Yeah. And with that being the case, like, I wasn't sure if her motivations were to kill Vader, but I was pretty sure she was one of the surviving youngsters of the slaughter. Like, I, I gathered that, like, pretty quickly on my own. Um, so I guess that half was predictable, but like her motivations, I wasn't quite sure about just because I could see it going one way or the other. Um, Always uh, revenge, because that's the theme of Star Wars is one of the themes that comes back in Star Wars is revenge. So like, why did, you know, that kind of, that kind of self game is always the same kind of thing. That's true. Actually, yeah, I I never noticed that. I I know that revenge is a big thing. And so I, if I had the base, then I would have been able to guess that too. Um, but yeah. I I kind of, I was okay coming in this without doing the homework because I knew I was going to be on here with people who did the homework. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So, because normally in a situation like this, I do homework. Um, right. Like I haven't seen the newest Jurassic World because I haven't done the homework yet. Right. Um, I mean, I have seen the movies, but like, I mean, like the pre-move, like the getting ready yeah. for that movie homework. I haven't done that yet. So what I, you know, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, what, is there, what did everybody else think about Rivia? I mean, I, I like the character. I mean, it was predictable. I mean, she was in the first scene of the entire show, I feel like. But my, my, one of my main issues, well, I liked the actor. I thought it was dope. I thought, obviously, it's great to see a black woman in Star Wars, but like, okay, you have this big old plan, and then you think it's a good idea to walk up on Vader, and you just gonna kill him? Like, I yeah, dog. I, I don't know what she thinks. I, I don't know who she thinks she is. Scene. Oh my God. <laughs> and she, like, you heard her turn on the lightsaber and yell. Yeah. And like, yeah, they, yeah. So I was like, honey, he got her plasma grenade. How many quick stabs are in like you know they activate the lightsaber while it's already in your back and it's yeah. the comes through. I was expecting something like that, not a whole. Yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was expecting her to just like roll up behind him and be like, "Hey, Darth." Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was a. a... <laughs> I thought it was it an was intricate plan the whole time, and then like yeah. straight through his back. I just thought she had an intricate plan, and then I lo- But that was one of my favorite fight scenes of the whole show, where he just got her up out of here with no no lightsaber whatsoever. Just he ain't like, break a he ain't break a sweat. Bro. Well, yeah, he, he was just up. like, uh, 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 get out of here. She was like, and the insult to give her back her own blade. Yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, we can talk about Vader in a sec, but I thought this show 
if they nailed anything, they nailed Vader probably the best of anything. But definitely. Jose, what'd you think? Reva, uh, I loved her from the very beginning. I was I was all about her. And what I what I really um one connection that I kind of just making on my own with her and uh and with the show is I felt like she was kind of like a mini parallel of Anakin, but then what are the dark side? Like there, there are so many similarities between Anakin going up, being tempted with the dark side, being tempted to betray, you know, her master and, and, and then eventually decide if she's going to do it or not. And then decide if she's going to commit to it. And I think that's, that's also something that needed to happen for Obi-Wan as well, for him to move on was for him to have an opportunity to say, uh, you chose not to go to the dark side and, you know, kind of recognize that he still has it in him to to lead young people in, uh, and to be there for Luke ultimately in the end. I think that did a, a lot for him. So I think Reeves' character is a lot more important than um, than what a lot of people wanted it to be. I, I felt that um, she had a very significant role in the in the show. I really liked it. I, I really really enjoyed her acting. And had no yeah. problem with it. Same. Same. Mm-hmm. David, did you tell us? Did you tell us what you thought about Reva? I, I honestly was kind of confused when I first saw her because I I know a little bit about the Inquisitors, obviously, and who they chose to play that role was phenomenal. She did an amazing job. I was thoroughly impressed. Is is Reva? Is that a brand new character, or is that someone who's already been established? So Reva herself is a new character, but from the research that I've done afterwards, I was I went into Google mode just to figure out what they where were they going yeah. with this. So in Star Wars Legends, which is a completely different series of like books and comic books, I that's think it's a comic books, right? Yeah, I knew, I knew that one. Correct. So, and they also have like a, a paperback series as well. I think that Reva's going to be a character they're going to start something new with because there so was an, there was an Inquisitor in canon that eventually leaves the Order to go help the Rebellion. They go through their own journey, but the names aren't the same. So I'm thinking like yeah. the redemption arc is the exact same as what I've read before. So maybe they're going that way. But I loved her overall. It was great. I think it was a little corny uh, with the way she executed her plan. But yes. in a twisted way, you could, you know, associate that with her stunted growth. Because remember, Jedi are taken as infants and they are raised up in the order. But she didn't get all the way through that. She barely got to actually she didn't even get to be a paddle. She was a young lady. So then from a young lady, she has to force this maturity of herself while not getting any knowledge and then learn from like the, the inquisitors through whatever training they got going on. So it's <laughs> a half-based growth and you never get a full person. That's why she's so confused at the end to be given light and then have to choose darkness when darkness ain't naturally in you. She couldn't, honestly, if she came across Kenobi one-on-one, I don't think she could kill him. I really don't. I think she'd be like hesitant and he would take advantage of that. You know, right. we trying to get through there, but she's a great character overall. I, I love the way the direction they went with her, and I'm hoping that we see her pop up in some future cameos, if not her own. Story. Yeah, but can let's be real. Let's be real, real, real quick with y'all. You get popped in the chest with a lightsaber. You ain't surviving that, or, or is that just it? It just cauterized her chest, and that's the way she survived. I don't know how it, she survived. Is there were so a few people it, who got lightsabed yeah. and just kind of lived? Yeah, I, that, so, I never understood that. And also, at the same time, it's a very similar stab to how Qui Gon Jinn was stabbed Correct. when he died. And that, right. That's, that's what I have. Darth Maul was like, cut in half and lived. So that's right. and there's the thing the the dark side of the Force 
because it corrodes and eats away at you. It's like a, think about like a life, an essence and a ghost parasite. There we go. A ghost like parasite. The opposite side of that is it gives you some amazing abilities. Hatred is the most powerful thing next to hope in this damn franchise. So yeah. the fact that she's so angry, <laughs> that wound is probably cauterized, but I can guarantee you those organs were failing. Like I guarantee you, like after all that, she had to go in a back tank. She had to go float just like in the Mandalorian. I mean, in a, uh, actually, yeah, it wasn't the Mandalorian towards the end, but uh, in the book of Boba Fett, she had to go sit in the back of the tank right after that because your own probably going to die. But uh, yeah. most people, it just depends on where you get stabbed. Qui-Gon was stabbed through the middle, so his heart was fucked up. She got stabbed on the lower left-hand side is what it looked like. So what is that? Stomach, kidneys, mm. that area? Yeah. He's still in bad shape, but right, hate, right. Yeah. I'll say, dark side. She, she, uh, she got up from that, like, you know, she got dumped. I'm like, ain't no way I'm getting up for that. You got to count me off for a few days. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. She has definitely. some David, what's conclusion sure. about was when they kept, they were showing her getting stabbed and they kept going to the flashback. Was she stabbed as a, as young Lico as well? Were you standing on that? No. So, and this is where I was getting with that. I think she saw Anakin and I think Anakin glazed over her as like a non-threat or like maybe her midichlorian count was like too low because like the way that scene was framed is that she saw him burst through the youngling temple because she still had her training helmet on. So I guarantee they were doing that droid yeah. training with that, uh, what do you call it, with the lightsaber and the droid that shoots training bolts. Oh, yeah, you. I remember that. From, yeah, uh, I remember that. So she had that helmet on, which makes you think that she was in that class and all that was going on. So while he was slaughtering, she probably just passed out because remember she said yeah. she hit amongst the bodies. So maybe while yeah. he was doing everything in the front, the clone troopers behind him were still shooting. So they right. were killing kids just like he was killing kids. So maybe a couple of her friends died and she just fainted and went under the bodies. That's my assumption because if Anakin had got to that, she ain't gonna be here now. Right. That's right. the other thing. I, I didn't understand. Yeah. You play dead among these bodies. You mean tell me nobody's gonna be like, Let's check well, the here we bodies. go, Jordan. Here we go Let's check the bodies. <laughs> Well, hey, not even, the logic, though. Not even necessarily the check the bodies, but the force can be sensed within other people, right? Correct. So they should have like felt some force still in the room. But maybe may, I guess maybe she was unconscious and could she turn that force? off? Is yeah, that like, maybe, like, so... maybe when you're unconscious, your force. You know how on. in Dragon Ball Z you can like hide your power level? Like that... <laughs> hide your key. Yeah. So uh Jose, I don't know if you I don't know if you have stumbled upon this, but I have in my reading. Did y'all know that the Jedi Temple is sitting on a Sith shrine? Oh, I've heard. actually heard about this. Uh, okay. And this was so, recently I heard on TikTok. So the, the Sith shrine, that they, yeah, and it's a, part, it's a large part of their canon too, which is why all of this transpired. But um, in, the, in the books, in the paperback books and in some of the comics, because that Sith shrine was never re-purged, it was purged when they first got there, but they allowed it to get re-corrupted. Nobody checked on it, which is crazy to me, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> um, because this dark presence, the Sith was so strong in that temple, I can guarantee you the judgment was clouded. Anakin sensed a large force presence, he eliminated most of it, but I guarantee you that shrine was a lot more powerful than those young ones' levels. Is, so is she the, passed out. Again? Oh, I was going so is that the same shrine? And they was like, that's the reason why Palpatine was able to hide among Correct. I guess the council. But okay. Palpatine also has a device that can mo- can mask his presence. It's an ancient Sith device that's used to hide your Force presence, and he's also trained to. I mean, this is a Dark Lord. Like he's he's not he's not one of my favorite Dark Lords. They've been some bad people before, but he's definitely super cunning. So he had a device with him, according to the encyclopedia books, that he had a device with him that he would activate whenever he went to the Jedi Temple, so they couldn't sense it. 
And because that shrine was imbued with dark side power, even Yoda couldn't pay attention. That's why he would always say, there's a cloudiness in the force. There's a cloudiness, whatever. That's because two mm. opposing forces are going at each other at all times. So you can't get no clarity. That's why a lot mm-hmm. of Jedi, when they go off world, they can sense everything because there's right. nothing out there but the light side of the force. But as soon as you come back to your home planet, ironically, can't get done that. <laughs> right. Got it. Right. Yeah, that, that's some real Dragon Ball Z stuff. Then you get some scouters on here, huh? so um another question uh david i assume you know the answer to this so reva was the third sister do we know about a second sister or a first sister i was gonna ask about that too and the brothers too so first brother second brother the ranking i actually had to relook up because i am rusty on that um in fact i can pull up right now yeah, so I was saying, why are you looking that up? I also yeah. thought the third brother looked like uh, Gold Dust from WWE. I don't know if anybody else thought that. <laughs> Give me Gold Dust vibes. Wait, sure. what? The, was it third brother, fifth brother, was name? Eighth fifth brother? brother? Yeah, fifth brother. Yeah, yeah. I was like, third. Bro, okay. he, he was giving me that Gold Dust vibe. Like, he kind of looked like him, kind of looked crazy. I don't know. I immediately thought of him when I saw him. I you know, like, right, I think that. The actor that plays Fifth Brother is the same guy. He's Han from uh, Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious. You guys saw that one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Fast yeah, and yeah, Furious. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Which I just like, so, I still can't, like, even after making that, can't nah. see it in space. As, as no, yeah, I definitely brother. can't see it. Yeah. Okay, so there's there are 10 ranks of mm-hmm. brothers and sisters, and they double up. So there's a first and second brother, first and second sister, third brother, third sister. So they have equivalent ranks and that determines the hierarchy, which is why they were always talking down on third sister. However, third sister is high up there. Let's not let's not get it twisted. Reva earned her, I don't know what the hell she had to do to do it, but she earned her stripes. So the disrespect that they were giving her was unwarranted, even though they say they found her in the gutter. So basically what that's telling you is that Palpatine wouldn't handpick these people. Like the Grand Inquisitor was a Jedi mm-hmm. temple guard. He, he was already working with the Jedi as a temple guard before Palpatine said, join me. So he wasn't eliminated. He escaped. Palpatine found him, brought him into the order that he made, which is the Inquisitor program. So I don't know if that mm. answers your question. But yes, there, so, are, there are second and third sisters and four sisters, but those are replaced as they die or as they are portrayed because that's a thing as well. If you have a fourth mm. sister and they go on a mission with a second sister and the second sister just so happens to die while they're out there, and that mission is still a success, you could take her place. So first is the highest. Grand Inquisitor is the highest. I mean, of the numbers. It's like, is 10th uh, the yes. highest or is first the highest? 10th is the lowest. It goes 1 through 10 with 1 being the highest and low being 10. Damn, so yeah. That okay, means so she, uh, the fifth brother from was, the, bottom. the fifth brother had no room to be disrespectful because he made it very clear that he was next in line. And that's yeah. where I thought 10th was higher no. but for him to be like i will get what i deserve i'm next in line know your place uh you got me confused with some goddamn body if you think <laughs> you're next in line and then yeah. the only reason they were talking to her like that is because she was from the gutter mm. now mm. doesn't have to be black necessarily. we can go ahead and put that in now. i'm not gonna disagree <laughs> She is the only black inquisitor that I have seen, but uh, I had a problem with that. And the fifth brother was white, he had the white face on too. The fifth brother's respecting sister out here. Oh man, we're about to count the fifth brother. Oh, he was Asian, 
Yeah, he was the dude oh from God. Tokyo Drift. Technically, he's a technically he's a different race, but yeah, he's a, he looks Asian, very Japanese. Oh, so we must not watch the same show. I must got the off brand because he definitely <laughs> had the white face. So. Bro, you what did you be watching, bro? I don't even know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look him up, bro. Now the the Grand Inquisitor, uh, I he had a white face, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. He's um, in fact, he's a. Oh, okay. I was getting those two. You guys confused. remember? Uh, General Grievous and Obi Wan facing off in episode is that two or three? I think that's three. Is that to do with, is that to do with like six arms? Yes. So mm-hmm. that planet is called Upatu, and that planet is where the Grand Inquisitor is from. So how it's a desolate planet, and no trees. It's just a bunch of caves and rocks. That's that's where he's from. So whatever alien race lives on that planet, that's his home world. Bro, you know, so I know all this stuff, man. God, hey, man, oh. you about the right guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, I wanted a historian. Uh, you're right. You, so you got it. I'm. Uh, I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad you're here. So, are there any? Were there any specific moments in uh, Obi Wan that spoke to you? Uh, I mentioned earlier the the moment where we just see how dumb stormtroopers are. I, well, before we get to that, I want to I talk about episode. I want to talk about episode three right quick because Obi Wan mentioned something in that episode that I, I was wondering if, if it's a real thing. So Obi Wan was going to talk about his backstory, and then he mentioned that he had a brother in episode mm-hmm. in episode three. So does he really have a brother? Is that a real thing? That's actually the first time that we hear about that. Like that that was new information. Oh, really? At least in in the video camera. I don't know if maybe in the books, David, if you read something else, but as far as I know, that's like the first real backstory of obi-wan that we've ever had we all learned that so, together for the first time correct okay. because uh the the comic books that i've read when they when the order found out obi-wan kenobi to start off obi-wan kenobi is just like anakin they are often an outer rim system so and they the system that they were in didn't register their blood like the rest of the republic is kind of ordered to that's like a normal thing when you're born your blood's taken and then that's sent off and the jedi can find you just like the sith can find you and try to recruit you. But the planet that Obi-Wan was from, they didn't do that. It's from a small farm. So him having a vague memory of his brother is not surprising because Obi-Wan joined the order older than he was supposed to. They normally take you as an infant. He, I think he was like one or two. So just like Anakin was brought in at an older age, so was Obi-Wan. So him mentioning the brother is the first time I've ever heard of anything like that. But it's not surprising that he could have a vague memory Right. Because typically, mm-hmm. if you're brought in there older, you have some type of reminiscence. And that's also why the Jedi don't choose you. They don't you have any memories. It's like, actually, it is a cult, but, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> man. Works for another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm so thinking. That, I was... Yeah, I guess they, I mean, I guess I didn't realize that they took them that young. Like, I knew they took them as kids, you know. I didn't realize they took them that young. I mean, Batman might be in the Star Wars universe because uh, Batman took all these young kids as well. <laughs> sure. Oh, I was going to say relaxed. <laughs> Yeah, might be relax. a Sith Lord out here. You can't trust Batman. <laughs> relax. Can't trust Batman. Batman found children who were in a dark place. Thank you. And, and helped, them. helped them be better in certain ways. That's what Absolutely. Anakin did, except he just ended their lives. You know, it was a better is place. Including Jason, <laughs> is that including Jason Todd? Yeah. In certain ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said a crowbar would disagree. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then I, I had one more question about like a specific episode. Uh, so on episode four, oh dang, I don't even remember. I, I wrote down something crazy, but Obi Wan was. I think he said he saw he saw something in the water, 
and I was trying to see if he recognized somebody. I don't even remember the part. Like I, in my notes, I got it kind of wrote down, but I don't remember the exact moment. You mean like Anybody when they were underground, like when he was like first holding up the the window? Yeah, like yeah, yes. Does it, does anybody know what that was about? I said I kind of uh, had it, my question wrote down, but I don't even remember. I don't remember. I remember the part. I don't remember. Like he, I don't he was holding up the water. Specifically, he he was holding up the water, and then I don't know. He's like having flashes or something. And then, oh no, man, that my fucking real. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't remember that one. I was, I was drunk while I was watching the show. I don't even know. Disney Plus boot. He's on that boot. You be, uh, you be drunk a lot when you. Uh, yeah, I got, I got Disney minus, bro. We ain't got the. Yeah, plus. you got the Disney minus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was my specific question about episodes. But I do want to talk about those clones because okay. I don't understand how the clones are so damn dumb when they're based off basically one of the coolest characters in the Star Wars franchise. Like, why are they so damn dumb? And why are they so trash at shooting? You're talking about, about the Stormtroopers. Yeah, oh, yeah, what Stormtroopers are, are the clones? clones. Yeah, yeah, that's what one. I'm saying? They're, they're not all. different. So, like, by this point, uh, pretty much Palpatine has not only ordered to get rid of all the droids, but he's also basically said he's done with all of the all of the clones as well. Like, there may be one or two here or there, but it would be pretty rare at this point. Like he's out recruiting the way he was looking for like Jedi and force sensitive uh, people. He's also out there like basically recruiting kids to become a part of his, his army. Yeah. So like, these are like just regular people now. And exactly. uh, you kind of, you kind of see that in the uh, episodes whenever uh, like movie episodes seven, whenever Finn is going down on the planet he's like they're all executing people and like going to these planets and just causing causing all this havoc that's kind of like the situation it would have been yeah you take take the take the people who are left over in the part of the part of the oh uh, okay i never knew that okay well either way why they so trash just because they don't get formal training like bros be right in front well, of them they just completely they're going to well, when think, well when you think about <laughs> when you think about clone troopers and now that you know the difference between clone, clone troopers and stormtroopers when you think about clone troopers they came from Django fett who yeah. the reason they chose him was because one, he was known throughout the galaxy as the best bounty hunter, unquestionably the best bounty hunter, yeah. uh, skilled martial artist, skilled with weaponry, skilled with piloting. They took all of his traits and made just clones of him. So where these soldiers, he was instructing them and came up with the instruction manuals on how they could better use their body because it was his body. Like, no, we can yeah. do this. We can do that. We can shoot over here. We can use these tactics. As soon as they phase those out and started incorporating, um, regular humans like i don't know if you guys watch bad batch at all but that kind of like opened the doorway to it so when palpatine started phasing out clones which clones are going to phase out anyway they have a degenerative disease they're not meant to live that long so actually in obi-wan kenobi you can see one on the side of the road in his uniform i don't know if y'all caught that easter egg or not he was laying on the ground and obi-wan's kind of looked at him real quick and then looked away he's a he was the one he was like help a veteran out Food, uh, oh. help a veteran get a hot meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. he's a clone oh, veteran. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Same uh, same actor too. The same actor who played Jango Fett. Yeah. Um, in the original, the same actor who played Boba Fett in Boba Fett, and it's the same actor here. It's all the same. Same I love that they did that too. I love it. Gave yeah, beers. Was, yeah. I don't know how Order sixty six turned off though, because it's a it's a microchip in their brain <laughs> that's. Uh, it's a cellular level microchip too. It's almost damn near impossible to find. If you watched the animated series, you could have saw how they were getting to that. But I don't know how that turned off because once he saw Obi Wan, and she should have triggered immediately. But that's just me. 
But um, <laughs> I kind of feel like that that supported how he was able to stay incognito. Like I, it's it's like a Clark, Clark Clint kind of thing when you just put on the, the glasses and all of a sudden uh, that's not Superman. You know? No, <laughs> like, we we're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. I don't want to hear about. We just don't want to. We just don't want to waste time with that detail. You know, we're just like, all right, oh, we want to incognito. We got it. Just let it. Let him have a problem catching Leia. It's all good. Big, big brown <laughs> cloak. Big brown cloak. That's all it's <laughs> right. Right. That's all you need. So why they're so trash is it's regular humans with informal training that a lot of people are forced to join. Not everybody's just joining the Empire like that, and those people are typically officers because they want to be about their life, like Thrawn, like want to be about their life. That's his sole mission, sole purpose is to do what's best for the Empire. But a lot of these stormtroopers are uh, con- conscripted. They're like, go to farm towns and pick up kids, pick up teenagers or prisoners and force them to fight. That's why when you see them in battles, clone troopers are sprinting towards the action. Stormtroopers are like taking hesitant steps and getting shot in the chest like nobody's <laughs> business. <laughs> I, just, I think about I think about the during the Mandalorian when they had the whole when he took uh what's what's the little baby Yoda name again? Uh, uh, baby Yoda. Yeah, Broken. Brennan, don't do that. Brennan act like he knew that I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was say I, bro, it's, you didn't know it was popular, Grogu. It was, I knew that. It was one of the most popular characters of the entire pandemic. What are you talking about? That's right. No, and everybody called him baby. Anyway, and, anyway, <laughs> I, I got that. Because like I remember that I remember that scene where, you know, they were on the bikes and they took Grogu and they were just like cracking jokes on it. And those boys was just trash when it just came to like trying to hang on to Grogu. It was, I don't know. I just don't understand how stormtroopers are so trash. People be right say, in front of um, miss. For anybody who says that stormtroopers always miss, that's not a hundred percent true because the shots that they would have hit get deflected and blocked. So yes, they they yeah. they're not one hundred percent trash. There are some of those like you know how one of them just like bullets can't I mean, get too hard. Like even a lot then, of I times, guess... it's the same with a Jedi that's being shot at. So not every shot is a miss. A lot of them get deflected, and sometimes deflected back to the guy who shot them, and they have to. Ah. Okay, so since we're on that, one of my questions I did write down for the group is: Okay, so I understand how lightsabers work. A lightsaber hits another lightsaber. You know, they deflect off each other. So if a Jedi deflects a bullet. How is this going back to these people? Because I don't think in real life, if I use a sword or a baseball bat to try to hit a bullet, I don't think I'm popping it back the other way. Is, is that a nitpick? Or so, you gotta accept not, it? not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jose, you can chime in on that one. I, I got to think about something for a second. Um, you mean you mean a bullet or a blast? Like you're talking about like, 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 yeah, like a blaster, so like right? a blast. They'll shoot it and, you know, the lightsaber just do its thing, deflect it back towards them. Because so, in real life, so I don't I, know how that works. I think I think part this is just a theory. I don't have anything to back this up, but maybe this is possible. Um, a big one of the big goals that the uh, Empire is regularly doing is collecting kyber crystals, which are what power the Jedi's lightsabers, and and they use these to power the Death Star. I would also use it to power their blasters. So you could imagine a situation where like the blaster being charged by a kyber crystal like energy can reflect off of another kyber crystal sourced mechanism that's just a, a thought i don't know that that's a, yeah the actual you don't have to actual you ain't gotta explain this you ain't gotta just sound like a whole lot jordan is the encyclopedia in which i gotta correct myself from earlier uh spencer you were correct it is 10 down to one so that's why fifth was talking to third it's grand inquisitor oh, uh it's actually it's, it's uh palpatine's apprentice darth vader which is the 
tenth brother, and then you have the Grand Inquisitor behind him, and then the sisters and brothers going down. So this is correct. My my miss my miss some uh, earlier. Dave lied to us earlier. But according to the fifth brother does outrank the third sister. Then correct, correct, correct. Right, I, okay. I went and looked that up because I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. Let me go back. So. <laughs> The encyclopedia that I've read, the blasters actually have their own battery, their own regulators. Okay. If you actually get curious and buy an encyclopedia, it breaks down every weapon and takes it apart piece by piece. It's really cool, really detailed. Uh, Lightsabers, I don't know if you've seen episode one when Qui-Gon Jinn, Darth Maul, that iconic scene in that uh, reactor bay. Those plasma panels or laser panels that separate the two, ironically, are charged up enough to where a lightsaber can't penetrate through them like earlier in the show or the movie where they could just put a lightsaber through steel so if bullets were shot at them i'm not saying this is on like dragon Ball Z goku type stuff where they'd be able to snatch them out of the air like that but <laughs> blasters that fire at a slower rate unless it's a blaster gatling gun a lightsaber can deflect it right back to think about plasma on plasma uh, that's I guess I don't know how those Star Wars physics work like that. I'm not that deep into it, but I'm imagining that's exactly how it works. Like a baseball and a baseball bat made of the same material, just goes straight back to them, and they're trained yeah. to do it. Mostly, I think and that's. Right. What you about to say, question, If your question yeah. was about angles, then I would imagine, like, yeah. if somebody shot straight at you and you just straight deflected it, like it bounced off then it would go straight back as opposed to the situations where they're like deflecting them in different directions. All right. So let, so let's, let's do a test. You know, I'll take the gun and I'm going to shoot at one of y'all. Y'all got your baseball bat <laughs> and try to deflect it. We're just going to see what happens. As long as your bullet is a baseball. Right, I'm not a eye. Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just go test my theory. I just want to, I just want to see what happens. Oh Lord. <laughs> when I become a Jedi, we can test that theory out. <laughs> Right. Yeah, uh, when I'm force sensitive, absolutely. Uh speaking of that, I have force questions. So firstly, is there an unlimited amount of force? Like, is the force is a bottomless? Complicated philosophical question. Um yeah, it is. So yeah, the the force, according to the Lord, the force is made up of two parts. It is the living force and the dead force. The dead force, like we saw at the end of the episode, Qui-Gon Jinn came back in his ghost form and was talking to Obi-Wan like, I was always there. You just weren't ready to see me. That's being emotionally tuned into the not living force. And according to the Clone Wars series, what Yoda says is that they live in um, concurrent existence. The living force fuels the dead force. The dead force fuels the living force as one big circle of life. So is there an unlimited amount? Technically, yes. But the access that you have to it is all dependent on your emotional connection to the living force. So like Qui-Gon was the first Jedi in this era to be able to access the living force from death. And that took a whole... He was into the mystic arts. Qui-Gon Jinn was way ahead of his time. Uh, he was way more advanced in the force than Yoda. A lot of people will disagree with that, but the comic books and the books completely dispute that he was totally into that stuff in fact so much so yoda didn't want him to be a master he thought he was too convoluted with the mystics he was so, and not the practical yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A hater. yeah yoda yoda okay. is not so the when the like, was like david master, said there's so many problems yeah oh yeah there you go go ahead go ahead Jose. 
so sorry, I was just gonna say, like David said, there's so many problems with the Jedi Council. Like the more you the more you look at it, the more you try to dissect it, the worse it looks. The worse it gets. Yeah, for sure. I have sense surprised me that they get keeping it all. Absolutely. <laughs> they had a well, they had I mean, a vote to put Qui-Gon Corruption on the, in an organization is pretty standard. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I wanna see I guess I wanna see more about Qui-Gon Jinn. Like I would love to see a series just about him. Me too. Definitely. Like I loved yeah. him in uh the first episode and then he died. <laughs> I was uh, like, oh, he, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's fine. He, okay. He allowed himself to die. I will I will say right. that. Uh, right. he did allow himself to die. He was at this point, he was so into prophecy. And the way I I'd have to pull up some of the actual prophecy to read it to you because it sounded like a, a, a Bible verse with a whole bunch of mud on top. Like it really it ain't clear at all. <laughs> but somehow he was able to dissect it enough to be like, you're gonna fight against the dark one and a, a master will fall as another rises, some type of stuff like that. So when he faced off the ball when they were fighting in the desert, he knew that was coming. So all he did was just play defense until his Padawan showed up because he knew that was gonna happen. Then went on Naboo when he faced him the second time. He knew he was going to die. He said that this was what the Force wanted, which is stupid, but that's just my <laughs> opinion. I'm like, ain't nobody <laughs> killing me. Like, <laughs> uh, um, side question, was Darth Maul a brother? This mm-hmm. is uh, Darth Maul predates the Inquisitors. Got it. Um, that was a good question. Well, and I asked that question because Darth Maul was under Palpatine, right? Yes, but that's only because of the rule of two. Mm-hmm. Okay. A side, um, note, um, two. a side note to your side note. In uh, in Rebels, Eighth Brother is uh, given the task to hunt Darth Maul. He's a... And uh, oh. Darth Maul is still alive at that time. Yeah, so he's he's hunting hunting him. Not successful either. Okay. Hey, I'm going to have to watch all of them. Watch all these shows, I guess. And I thought Dark like, Maul was what, really cool. What I'm hoping this episode does is like get people interested who aren't already, or uh, you know, shed some light on some things that some hardcore fans didn't know. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, we have dedicated this episode to Star Wars. Um, so another, so theoretically, there's an unlimited amount of force that one can use. Um, so. I imagine the force is one thing that can be sensed among force users. Is one born with a sensitivity to the force? That is dependent on your midichlorian count. Midichlorian is a, think about it. Like you guys, are you guys familiar with Dragon Ball Z, Z cells? That's yeah. why Saiyans can power up. Brand, like that. Don't, don't, don't let Brandon say yeah. Brandon say yeah, but don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling Cap. <laughs> I know what those are. I know what it is. <laughs> don't, don't, so, don't let Brandon. So, don't. I, I believe you, Brandon. I believe you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. Look, we, we, we'll pump you up with some midichlorians right now. You can force choke from across the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, midichlorians are the cells in every organism's body. In fact, they're throughout a whole lot of flora and fauna on different planets as well. This is how the force communes with living creatures and organisms is metachlorians. So humans have them, plants have them, animals have them. And the higher your metachlorian count, the more in tune with the force you are naturally. So that's your skill. I mean, that's your uh, talent. We'll say talent. That's your talent. But from that talent, you can develop skills with it. And that goes off into different branches, if that answers your question. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so, and and my next question was going to be, um, is it a situation where anyone can achieve the highest level of force usage, or do you have to be predisposed to that in a certain way? Like, for example, mm. um, everybody can't be LeBron James. Like, there are some there are some things LeBron James has that like you. There's nothing you can do to get there. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, but there are a lot of people who could learn. <laughs> To be like a Kyle Korver. Like, you can stand in that corner, <laughs> miss the ball, shoot it, you're good. Like, you can learn to shoot threes very accurately standing. Right. And so, is the force more like LeBron James or is the force more like Kyle Korver? I would say it depends on your person. I mean, uh, Jose, I don't know what you think, but it kind of depends on the personnel. In Star Wars history, other than like these super powerful ancient Sith Lords, there's only a couple of Jedi that actually show mastery on that level. So, you know, Yoda, his race of people, they're, they are born naturally in tune. They are the LeBron Jameses of the Force. They are just born naturally with a whole bunch of midichlorians that can move a whole bunch of stuff really easily comes naturally. So I think Grogu from Mandalorian is probably going to grow up very Force sensitive, but other than like Anakin or Luke Skywalker, who's the most powerful Jedi of all, uh, I think only Revan. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that name from the Old Republic video games, but he, his character, who started out as a Jedi and then went to the dark side and mastered both. And I do say mastered both because he was able to mm. wipe out an entire planet of people using the Force, which is unheard of. But that's like Old Republic. It's thousands and thousands of years before the movies. Um, most was, that, people, was that game canon? Uh, Old Republic? Yeah. Uh, the story, parts of the story were canon. Now, the, where you can go on your own path is not, but like parts of the story were canon. Um, okay. So, the different Jedi that I've read kind of go into specialties. You have your warrior class, you have your, you call them pages that just kind of study the Force and the mystic side. That's like the Qui-Gon Jinns that are deep in tune with like the not so confrontational side of the force. You got people that are specialists like Mace Windu who can commune with animals because he was so in tune with the force in that way that when he went to a planet that had a large group of animals, and I don't know if George Lucas did this intentionally or not, but he could talk to them much. Or if they were coming at him, he could calm them down using the force. So your force abilities get kind of specific depending on how you train and what you're naturally in tune with. Not everybody just out here moving mountains. And not everybody's right. out here doing what Vader did, pulling ships down out the sky. Right. And then ripping the – he ripped yes, them open. Like, yes. that ship was trying to yeah. leave. Vader said, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that Star is... Killer stuff. That was some Star Killer stuff. Yeah. Oh, I know oh, Star Killer. Uh, that was, oh, that was to a great the game. game okay. Yeah, that, that was a great game, too. I love those games. Yeah, like, he, he straight magnetoed that thing. Yeah. But since you mentioned that, I do have a question about that. Uh, one of the things I put down is how was Vader – able to take a lot of those rocks like he was getting hit by obi-wan with those big old with some big old rocks <laughs> i don't know how Obi-Wan, i mean i don't know how Vader surviving those rocks i mean they miss it was coming on pretty hard so, he survived getting burned alive in a lava pit <laughs> and limbs removed i mean you can say you can say survive he didn't really survive it they had to bring him back basically he here <laughs> He survived. That's what surviving it's, is. It's, a problem. It's, it's actually just making that connection right there. Like how he's still alive 
basically just this half half a potato kind of a kind of a thing like barely living it's like that's just how that's how powerful his his armor is that's how powerful every like not not just what he's wearing but like his cape too like everything is spent to sustain his life and it's really really durable incredibly powerful uh material that's meant to sustain that life because otherwise he literally wouldn't be able to and not to mention after that fight after all of those rocks and everything he was he was down like he was hurt yeah and uh at the end of the day like like Obi-Wan at his max force and, 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 and Darth Vader at his max force. I'm, I'm thinking Darth Vader is going to win most of the time on that. If we're just going like pure, just hand-to-hand combat, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, Easily. Vader's just an incredibly powerful person. So for, for uh, after that to happen and then Obi-Wan to say like, okay, now I'm going to put a, put a tear in your mask as well. And I'm going to go ahead and let you live as well. I mean, he was down. Vader was absolutely down. So the, 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 I've been keeping him alive, um, but we still saw his vulnerability. Yeah, mm-hmm. should, that was such, that was such a great fight. Should he have killed him? Should he have killed him? Do y'all think I would? Obi-Wan? I would. I would have killed him too. Yeah, I don't <laughs> no question about Sorry. that. Like, I mean, oh, my friend is dead. Life. You are a Sith Lord. Night, night. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Now, yeah, um, that, was, that was a real question I, of the morals. Uh, the exactly. Jedi have a code to only defend, right? Uh, you okay. yes. Well, let let's say yes, and then the choice to follow that code is really where the question comes into place. Like how? Well, and I wonder, that code? because I would I would I would be under the impression that if you don't follow that code, that would like push you toward the dark side. And that basically what happened to Anakin, because the reason he went to the dark side is because he killed the youngins, right? Well, no, like the reason things. he went to the dark side is because he he lost control of his ability to control his fear. He was his, Anakin's big thing was fear. He's always afraid of not being good enough, not being strong enough. Like episode two, when he couldn't save his mother, that was the turning point for Anakin. Now mm-hmm. he's afraid of all of his emotional connections. He's afraid of, he was afraid to lose Obi Wan at one point. That's why he was so eager to go get him. He was afraid of losing Padme, which is why um, on the yep. attack of Geonosis, he wanted to put the ship down. And why he was so angry when he went to Dooku and ended up losing his arm. Uh, Vader, Anakin, his his main problem has always been his fear. And like his turn to the dark side didn't have necessarily have to do with him killing younglings. He was already turned before that. Palpatine mm-hmm. fed on the fact that your wife is going to die. You've already mm-hmm. seen it. I have the ability to save her, which Anakin had the ability to save her. They just never taught him that. <laughs> like, they just right. never taught him the healing part of it. Which is crazy to me. But yep. Palpatine showed up with the, oh no, I have the answer to that. We have the answer to immortality, which he's alluding to Force Ghost, which not even Palpatine could do. Um, but he was alluding to that information that was at Anakin's disposal if he turned. So he turned and was like, forget the Jedi. They don't want to give me what I deserve anyway. I want to save my wife. So selfishness, fear, and then anger is what turned him there. The younglings were just the secondary. If you ask me. Mm-hmm. Now, Jedi are not supposed to kill. Like Jose said, fundamentally, they are not supposed to kill. They are taught to defend. But all the Star Wars that we see, the Jedi are killers. Just Bro, they are killing clones. Ain't they couldn't clone stormtroopers? Like, they've been putting the boys down. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they put everybody down, really. If you, you, know, you see the way Jedi take down pirates on different planets in the comic books, they're like, we don't want to attack you. But mm-hmm. We will defend ourselves. But instead of defending themselves, they wipe everybody out. Like, there's nobody yep. left. That's tough. So, yes, the Jedi code is to not kill because it will lead you down to the dark side. 
but there's a lot of things that will lead you down to the quote-unquote dark side. It just kind of depends on what you think that is. Well, and that was mm-hmm. my assumption as to why he didn't finish him off, because he figured, you are incapacitated, you're not going to be able to attack me in your condition, so mm-hmm. whatever happens to you happens. But, you know, as far as, like, That's... do I want to save the universe, uh, yeah, he probably should have finished him off. I'm my immediate assumption was the Jedi are not supposed to kill. And because of that, that is why Obi-Wan didn't kill him because he was living by, he was still honoring the Jedi code and the oath that he took to protect and, you know, not do harm or whatever they say. That's, that's a very Obi-Wan thing to do. He is Mm -hmm. the, so before Qui-Gon Jinn, the reason they put him with Qui-Gon Jinn because Qui-Gon Jinn was a rule breaker. Obi-Wan was a rule stickler. So they partnered those up to try and either get Obi-Wan to come out of his shell or to rein in Qui-Gon Jinn. As you see the emotional turns of Obi-Wan, because he's such a stickler at the end of the day, like you said, this would not be the right thing to do. I'm just going to, I've already beat him. You've lost. I'm going to go home. Like that's, that's it. Okay. So it's also, it's also quite similar. If when you think about it, you know, he would have killed him if he needed to. But for the same reason why Vader didn't kill Obi-Wan, I think Obi-Wan didn't kill Vader. Like, it's just, that's just not how you kill, you know, that's not how well, you do it. It sounded like point. Vader, even won, then, like, it sounded like Vader was going to kill Obi-Wan and got stopped. Well, I, I think he could have tracked him. He could have got him. You know what I mean? He just was yeah. like, uh, I want to make you suffer. He wanted well, to torture I do it a, yeah. yeah, he wanted to do it a certain right, way. Right, right. Right. I want you to suffer and burn on the ground and drive you through it the way I burned on Mustafar, which right. ironically oh, was, is now my home planet. So, yeah, that, that is was wild, wild just seeing him get drugged, drugged through the fire. That's mm-hmm. wild. His, his place that, is, at the, is there. That brings me wild. to my next force question. So, I mean, if can a force user stop someone from using the force on them? Yes. Do Especially they if have they're to strong be, with the dark side. I mean, with the fight, like Darth Vader clearly has stronger force usage than a lot of the people he went up with. Because, mm-hmm. like, Reva could not hang. Like, we know that mm-hmm. for a fact. Right. Um, and if he had gone up against, like, anybody other than Obi-Wan when he got his powers back, like, Darth Vader, like, he's too much. Um, so, I guess if somebody who wasn't as strong as Vader tried to use their force on him, would it even work? Um, so episode two of Star Wars, the Attack of the Clone Wars, I encourage you guys to go YouTube that fight scene between Count Dooku and Yoda. That tells mm-hmm. you all you need to know. Oh, yeah, because then, then they kind of basically get stuck in the middle, almost like a Dragon Ball. Correct. Type so, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That two key blasts coming at each other. Yeah. So Dooku hit him with force lightning and Yoda is way more powerful than his apprentice, Dooku, and said, I'm gonna catch that. I'm gonna throw it right back at you because you ain't have enough over here to do nothing. That's the same way. Oh, he did a Zuko. He redirected. I love how we just keep getting uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. So I will. I mean, we've referenced several things, but like Avatar: The Last Airbender is so good. Yeah, it's great. Really is great show. Brandon, you got so, any, you got any questions, Brandon? Before I get into, I got I got some I got some lightsaber questions. Yeah, I have questions. I do too. I, um, I have I have one more force question. Oh, okay, right, one more. Yeah, one more. All right. Um. So, do we know? 
I imagine there's a list somewhere, but do we know what all the force allows? Because based on what I've seen, you get telekinesis, you get lightning, you get a little bit of mind control. Um, like what? What? What are what are one's options with the force? Yeah, he, he shoot fire out. You know, you do all that. <laughs> You're you don't get avatar abilities, at least to my <laughs> knowledge. Um, there, there, like I said earlier, there are some specific ones like Mace Windu. His ability uh, through the force is to commune with animals. Um, I know that you don't necessarily get the full power of flight, but you can force jump and force stop hard landings. Like, and I think uh, I mean that's just telekinesis. Force, you do force yeah. But it's it's limited. So like Yoda used telekinesis yeah. to stop a machine from falling on Anakin and Obi-Wan in episode two, but at the same time, Yoda ain't lived in mountains. That just like we mm-hmm. saw in Starkiller, the video game, which is not canon, but still alludes to Vader's powers of pulling a ship out there. Like that's yeah. still telling mm-hmm. you as well. But there are some abilities like force lightning, force push, which I just would think is also under the telekinesis umbrella. Um, the communing with animals, the communing with fauna and nature. You guys remember the force is its own living thing. It just uses Jedi and Sith users as conduits. The Sith users force use, force the force, blah, blah, to do what they want to do. Jedi are conduits of the force's own will. So if they're running from Sith Lords and, or dark, you know, Grand Inquisitors or whoever's chasing them, and the Sith says it's not their time to die, then they could have the ability to use that foliage around them to camouflage them, to yes. knock down trees, to trees to move in the way or plants move in the way. I've seen that. So like that's you can get very specific with different abilities, and I'm pretty sure there is a list out there. Yeah. I was like, Por- Porcelia sure. is another one as well. Oh yeah, that's Sorry, true too. Uh, I was gonna say Yoda. I mean, I'm sure he uses the force like jump because he jumps pretty far. Like mm-hmm. in those episode one and two, whenever he's fighting against Dooku, mm-hmm. like he's literally jumping from those little. I don't know, like stands or whatever they were. So I mm-hmm. imagine on a normal day, he just ain't jumping like that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and and, uh, and each Jedi and Force user is also uh, can also specialize in certain one, like David was saying. So like you can you can like how Mace Windu can talk to animals, but not every Jedi can do that. So, but there are repeat Jedi who can't do that, like Ezra Bridger, one who can do it as well. So you see these these kind of like these. Um, Re- reoccurring abilities, but not all of them have yeah. same access. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So my questions have to do with like, all right, so who is y'all's who's y'all's favorite Jedi and who do you think is the best Jedi? Like of all. Question for the table or for me and Jose? It was for, say, like, it, I, I'll answer this since I have the least the knowledge here. All right, so we'll, 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 let, we'll let Spencer go first. Who, who you are, Spencer? I like Qui-Gon Jinn. I know me hey. too. That's my, that's my new favorite uh, now. <laughs> as for the most powerful, I don't have the authority to answer that question. Yeah, but I like Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, so, uh-huh. I'm, I'm with Spencer. Before this, I didn't have a favorite. My new favorite is Qui-Gon Jinn. Hashtag Qui-Gon Jinn. Some respect on that man's name. <laughs> yeah. Mine's Obi-Wan. But no, mine's Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's for sure. I think he's the best. I think he has the, you know, as y'all talk about, the Jedi is out here with some moral issues. And I feel like Obi-Wan has the closest I've seen, so far anyways, to having 
pretty sound moral moral compass. Yeah. yeah. What about yeah, y'all? So my favorite Jedi is actually Plo Koon. And then that was just like here further further strengthened after watching the Clone Wars. Like he's definitely, you know, one of my okay. favorite Jedi. Ahsoka Tano would be there, but you know, there's always that question of like, is she a Jedi? Is she not a Jedi? So I like Ahsoka Tano. She's my favorite like Star Wars character, but I wouldn't like say she's my favorite Jedi just because of that thing. So Plo Koon, having been a Jedi his entire life would be my favorite Jedi. Gotcha. The best Jedi. That's a man. That's a that's a tough question. I think. Um, yeah, I think Qui Gon Jinn has got to be like the best Jedi. I really, <clears throat> I really think he's got he's got like like David saying he's so ahead of his time. And had he not died, the whole Star Wars universe would have been totally different. Correct. Um, me personally, uh, my favorite Jedi. I really tie between my top two just because how much I've read about them both is uh, Quinlan Vos. Quinlan mm-hmm. Voss is probably my, my, my number one A. And then mm-hmm. Revan, because he was a Jedi at first, is my one B. And so Quinlan Voss is a lesser-known character in the Star Wars universe, but has his own bunch of comic books with him. Black Doom, Dreads. Love it. His, hey, his how you spell his name? Arm. You know how I spell his name? Uh, <laughs> 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 yep. We got Let me look up Spencer right I, quick. I think, I think <laughs> it's <laughs> Q-U-I-L-E-N. It's like yeah, how you spell I, I think that's Q- right. All right, I'll, I'll end up finding it. Uh, Q-U-I-N-L-A-N. There we go. L-A. B-O-S. Quinlan Voss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Quinlan Voss is one of my favorites. He's actually gone to the dark side and came back. Um, that he escaped Order 66, one of the few Jedi who were kind of adults or teenagers into adults that escaped successfully and led a pretty decent life. Uh, obviously always hunted, but was a stone cold killer. Like, you you if you come and get up against Quinlan Voss, you you probably not making it out. But let's just let's be real about it. That man is a warrior. Um, Revan, Revan was a uh, another Jedi that turned to the dark side. That when you when, when you think of the the word problem, his picture better be there because in the old <laughs> Republic, if you were a Jedi or a Sith that was on his bad side and you saw Revan, you might want to get off world because <laughs> he might be able to get you even off world. Uh, pretty bad, pretty bad as dude, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I've, se- I've, se- I've seen this dude before. I looked up Revan, and I've seen a picture of him before. Yeah, well, yeah I've, seen that, I've seen that lightsabers. double lightsaber. Yeah, yeah I've seen he's that. He's cold. Oh, he's cold and ruthless. And oh man, Lo- love his story. Love his story. Love his storyline. Even the bad stuff. Love it. Um, the best Jedi, according to canon. I mean, best is a relative term, and we can debate on what best means. But the most, the strongest, most powerful is always going to be Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just had so many amazing feats. And uh, I guess George Lucas says verbatim, he is the strongest in the Star Wars universe. Um, if you want to go off like best, like, I guess I'll right. use the strength of your force as the best, in my opinion. Why is uh, why is Luke, like, why is he the best? What has he done? And it, I mean, it might have been in movies, I might have forgotten, but what has he done to show he's the best? I would have to pull up tons of comics to show you because okay. all this stuff is based on books. It's not based on movies at all. He has not done anything impressive in any TV series <laughs> or movie that I can proudly come up here other than blowing up the Death Star by shooting a, a photon cannon into like a tiny hole, which ain't a tiny hole when you look at how big it actually is. It's quite <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like outside of that, I like my personal knowledge of Luke is not as great as I would like it to be. 
I'm okay. under the impression that it's similar to Goku in that they just write him to be the best. Power of the pen. He's the like, John just, Cena. Like he's the main Star character, Wars. so he's oh, the best. Like that's, John Cena. That's what it is. Well, <laughs> when when George Lucas wrote John the Cena. wrote the movie, he he had basically uh, Luke Skywalker was him. Like he's he's putting himself into the movie that way through through uh, through Luke Skywalker. So when we're looking at Luke Skywalker that way, we're seeing a lot of George Lucas as himself. Gotcha. gotcha. I got all right. I got one last question. Who's y'all's favorite non-Jedi Star Wars character? This is for the table. Uh, For me, um, you know, nice and easy, Darth Maul. Uh, When I heard about Darth Bane, I was like, okay, that dude's a problem. Uh, (laughs) of The rule of two. The reason that there are only two Sith Lords ever is because of Darth Bane. So... That, that man deserves all the respect in the world. Yeah, like post, when I when I heard about Darth Bane, today. I was like, I think I think that dude, yeah, like he's a he's a problem. Um, so yeah, okay. like I said, nice and easy. Huh? Okay. What about you, I don't know, for me, I I think for me, like I like I don't, I don't have one, and I think the if I had to pick someone, it may be Darth Maul, only because. Yes, I like the way bro. I like the way I like the way his character <laughs> looks. Like I like the way he looks, and also the fact that when we first saw that double lightsaber, like that's first time I ever saw. We'll say, I lost my mind just like yeah. everybody else when that other side came out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. I lost Didn't know my mind could do just that. like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think I think Darth Maul was probably my pick just because he looks cool, and also I don't know a lot of other Star Wars characters. Because if I would have picked Yoda, <laughs> Brandon would have said something. If I no, picked... I'm just I'm looking for like characters not the coolest looking people i'm looking for like storytelling wise like mine is han solo only because yeah, okay. i love the story like his story is dope the shit okay. his uh relationship you know what i'm saying what's my guy's name um i always forget it um lando lando conversation lando, 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 lando oh, and chewbacca. chewbacca yeah i forget i always okay. forget chewbacca but like their relationship is dope to me and just the ship and everything like um, yeah, Han Solo is probably like my favorite. He might even be my favorite overall. I just watched the solo movie. I enjoyed it. But yes. I get, I get why people yeah. had issues, but I nah, did enjoy man. it. I did enjoy it. Oh, I had a man, good time. I'm all about I'm all about it. Like there's there's not almost nothing for Star Wars can come out negative for me. Like it's all good in <laughs> solo. Like I know people were hating it too, but man, I, I thought it was great. And um, what's really cool at the end of uh, Solo, I don't know if you caught it when you watched it, Brandon, but actually Darth Maul is right there at the end. And we oh, find yeah, out that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Kira's been working for Darth Maul this entire time. So like we see that that Pike Syndicate yep. thing that's been going on this whole time during Clone Wars, just like that's just been there in the background this whole time that Solo's going on. And it's like, whoa, man, like what the hell? Like, I, I haven't watched Solo yet. I haven't watched Solo or what's the other spinoff? Um, Rogue One. Yeah, I haven't I seen haven't Rogue One. I'm excited about that. I've yeah. seen Rogue One, and that hallway scene, I was like, oh, this yep. man is a broken yep. Xbox. He don't play <laughs> no games. <laughs> <laughs> was it like a Daredevil? It was like a Daredevil hallway scene. He's putting in that work. Uh, he was putting in that work. Like yeah. it was and no, because he didn't even get hit. Like Dare- Daredevil got hit. You know, like he got down and got back up. This was kind of like there a was Batman. None of that. Darth Vader was or just... this was the like 
if you've seen Batman, the Batman, he had a hallway scene and it was more like that one. But I feel like the Batman hallway scene was based on the Rogue One hallway scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, the choreography was similar. The way the camera was moving and his actions were moving. Yeah, they were very yeah. similar. I see it, was, it was dark other than like the mm-hmm. little bit of light that they let you see. And mm-hmm. yeah, Darth Vader ruined everybody's day. Yeah, 100%. yeah, I heard it. I've heard about that one for a long time. Um, Jose, all right, what's your who's your favorite non Jedi character, Star Wars character? Yeah, no, I knew exactly where you were going as soon as you said it. So always will be C three PO. Like that dude cracks me up. Oh wow! I love okay, him. He's, he's he's my favorite droid, and I know like he's not like character, but there's one scene in uh, uh, A New Hope when. Uh, Leia kisses Luke before they find out that they're brother and sister. And we all know that Han, you know, like Han's into Leia. And so he sees that. And Han's just giving, like, like this what the hell look. And C-3PO's in the background. And he just walks right up and goes, what are you going to do about that? Like, he just looks right at Han Solo, like, what's about that? That dude's kissing your girl right now, and you're just going to let him do it. Every yeah. single time. I've, got, I've never laughed harder at anything in Star Wars than that moment right there. And C-3PO, like, his whole his whole mission in life is to understand how humans work and he just does not get it. Right. I just think he's the, he's the funniest character in them. And also like, I really respect Anthony Daniels, the person who plays him in the suit. He also voices, uh, does the voice for C-3PO and has done the voice for C-3PO in every uh, movie as well as show. He's one of the few characters. Yeah, that's pretty good. Who has been in both the shows and the movies. I like like his Yeah. I like that. All right, David. Uh, so before the book of Boba Fett, one of my favorite non-Jedi characters is Cad Bane. Yeah. Um, Cad Bane was a mother problem. Like, yeah. if he was hunting, second second to Django as far as like story goes. If if Cad Bane was hunting you, you were caught. You are allowed that, to cut some of this podcast, just that, so you know. That. Cat, Cat Bane was a fucking problem. Let's go ahead and say what it is. <laughs> problem. Um, if, you, if he got a contract and your name was on it, whether you were a Jedi, whether you were a, a, a high-ranking senator, whatever it was, when you came across his desk, you got got. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the Book of Boba Fett all the way through, but I do not like the way they did his character. I thought it was very forced, very unnatural, and very not Cat Bane-ish kind of ruined the image of Cad Bane in my mind when I saw the scene. I was like, this would never happen this way. Mm-hmm. What, why is this happening this way? His design uh, looks pretty cool. Uh, and that's oh, one yeah. thing. Uh, that's one thing about Star Wars. Like, I like a lot of the designs of the characters. Because, I mean, outside, like, lore, like, I love design of the way different characters look. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at Cad Bane right now. He looks, he looks pretty cool. He is, he is a, I guarantee if he, if he turned the corner right now in my, in my house, I'd be like, <laughs> I gotta go <laughs> <laughs> over in Noah. So no, Cat, prior to Boba Fett, Cad Bane was one of my diehard favorite characters. But um, right now, Captain Rex from Star Wars: Clone Wars, yes. the animated series, Captain Rex is right now my favorite character since they ruined Cad Bane for me. He is a soldier. He is loyal. He is tough. Mm-hmm. He is smart. He knows when to be I quiet. Too, he knows yeah. when to show out. Right, Rex is Rex is a G, and he makes it past Order sixty six. Love yeah, that. Hey. So you know, a clone that's not affected by it. This is that's awesome. So, so David, so. David, that's really cool that uh, you got Quinlan Voss and you have Cad Bane on the same list. So how is that episode of Clone Wars where you got Obi Wan <laughs> and, and Quinlan Voss chasing down 
Cad Bane through that. It it that was, was amazing to watch. I was all smiles oh, the entire man. time. I was, dude, I felt like I was seven <laughs> years old watching something for the first time. Just like, oh my gosh, oh, what's green? It's, yeah, uh, it's it's That's super dope. super nostalgic to rewatch that stuff now. That's dope. Uh, Jordan, uh, what do you got? Yeah, so I was gonna I have... ask some logical question about. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. He mentioned lightsabers, so I have an idea of what one of his questions would be. Yeah, do you need? Do you need three batteries to do a lightsaber <laughs> or four? There's just one. Double A, double A, battery. Yeah. Uh, but so before I ask lightsaber question, did you guys watch Star Wars Visions? I assume, yeah. Yes. Yes. Did y'all like uh, those? No. You didn't watch Visions, Spencer? Spencer, you might like it. I think it was like an anime anthology series almost, basically. Oh, man. Like, it it was, was, it's it was, got it some good. really good stuff in there. There yeah. was, I think there's only bet, one episode I but, slept through, but most everything had me glued. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. So it brings me to the episode where we get to see the gold lightsaber. So, and I know we, and I've, and I've heard people explain to me like the different lightsaber colors, but you know, once again, for a refresher, what are all the different colors and what do they mean? And how do you, I guess, obtain that color? Like, I know everything is created through Kyra Crystals. Like, I played I played some of the games. Um, most recently, that newest game I played, pretty good. Um, and so I understand how Kyra Crystals work, but I don't understand the colors and how the color chooses you or how all that works. So I guess let's start, like, what are the different colors? Is red the only Sith color? Red is the most common Sith color. It's not the only one that you can use. It's not the only one that I've seen people use. I have seen people retain blue lightsabers or yellow lightsabers and be Sith. You don't see many green lightsabers with, associated with the Sith. But essentially, you have to corrupt your kyber crystal. And once you corrupt it, then it turns red. That's all All a, kyber, all a red kyber crystal is. It's not natural. Just like a white kyber crystal is not natural. It is the purification or corruption of kyber crystals. Kyber crystals typically come in blue, green, purple is just Mace Windu's thing. Let's not let's not make that a, a popular thing. It is just for Mace Windu. Uh, you don't see that hardly anywhere else. Uh, yellow is a sip it is own, yellow is its own crystal, but it's typically associated with the Jedi Guard. Um, you have the rare black blade, which I still don't fully understand how that blade is black like that. But and I think it was made by a specific user at a specific time way back in the day. And then you have Ahsoka's white blades, which are basically red lightsabers purified. So you're using the force to purify that kyber crystal, whereas a Sith or dark Jedi user will use the dark side to corrupt the kyber crystal. So those are the most common colors known. Hmm. So, um, so the color of the crystal determines what color your lightsaber is and not what your role is so other the... than being a Sith Lord. So like, cause I figured um, like Obi-Wan having a blue lightsaber and Qui-Gon Jinn having a green one led me to believe that they like went in different yeah. Jedi directions. That's what I, yeah, I was thinking too. Like, does that color stuff matter? All right, so when you so when a, a Jedi puts and you can you can follow this up, I think in Clone Wars, they showed an episode mm-hmm. of some younglings with Yoda getting kyber crystals. Um, so when you and you see in that cave, there are different colored kyber crystals everywhere. So when a Jedi, a youngling, assembles his blade, he has to imbue the Force 
imbue the force into the kyber crystal to turn it on. And whatever color that comes out is typically what you're naturally more aligned to. So yes, you guys are correct. Qui-Gon Jinn was more into the studies and mystics, which is why his lightsaber was green. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, just like Anakin Skywalker, was more aligned with fighting and combat. Now, Luke Skywalker has a green blade. However, his blade was pre-made. He didn't make that. So he inherited a lightsaber. So if you look mm-hmm. that up, Luke Skywalker's blade is typically green when he when you see him in comic books or I think maybe once or twice seen with a blue lightsaber in a movie. But he's most known for a green lightsaber. So he still has that more mystic, knowledgeable side lightsaber, but he is a fighter through and through. So like when you get into Luke's age and era, most of those lightsaber crafting skills are gone because Kyber Christians are few and far between. Like Jose said earlier, the Empire's just been collecting them. So, but typically, if you're talking pre-Empire, yeah, Kyber Crystals, you'll go and collect one of whatever color, and then you assemble it, and then you can force into it to first activate. It will show you what the Force thinks that you're more aligned with. And so, any Force user used any other Force user's lightsaber? Yeah, so like, so like, if I have a green lightsaber and Spencer has a blue one, and I pick up his, will it turn green because it's mine now? Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's already been Kyber Crystal's already been imbued with the force by Spencer and by you. So it's basically just exchanging weapons. And you see that in Star Wars episode two, uh Clone Wars, when Anakin gets his lightsaber chopped in half, uh, he picks up Obi-Wan's like oh he picks up a different lightsaber in the arena. They toss him one because I guess his gets Mm -hmm. lost or dropped or whatever. They toss him one, it's green, and he starts fighting with it. It doesn't change color. Uh, Yeah, I forgot. So once it's first imbued, that's it. Okay, so hypothetically, a Sith Lord could just like steal somebody else's lightsaber and now they're playing with a different color. 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. And vice versa as well. You know, vice versa as well. There's a, an episode of Clone Wars where um, Asajj Ventress and Obi Wan Kenobi are fighting against Darth Maul and Savage Press. And um, Darth Maul has Obi Wan's lightsaber. Ventress has two red lightsabers. So she on one of his and like all four of them are fighting with a red lightsaber at the same time uh so it goes it goes both ways as well in that situation okay so and i was gonna say like so like because darth maul i want did he put two buttons on his well well i want i want want to get into that next because i want to talk about the different designs i want to talk about the next the different designs and different lightsabers um i guess let's let's go well i was gonna ask so in star wars vision that one character had the gold lightsaber. Or was it gold or was it just yellow? Probably, I'd give it gold. That's fine. Okay. So, yellow lightsaber specifically says with an older style. So, so what, did, what does that gold lightsaber mean? Because, I mean, or, or is that not even canon? Or is that just something that, that made up for visions? No, it's canon because if you look at, uh, actually, I don't know if you see it in the movies. I know you see it in the animated series. Jedi Temple Guards all have gold lightsabers or yellow lightsabers, whatever color you want to associate that with. And that's typically their role. They're, they they don't go out on missions. They don't go out and study. They, their job is strictly to guard the temple. And for whatever reason, I haven't found the reason, but typically they're more associated with that job. So like the Inquisitors, uh, the Grand Inquisitor for one, his lightsaber was gold when he was with the, the temple. That doesn't say whether he had an affinity for the Force or a low affinity for the Force, but that was just his job. Once he got done being a youngling, uh, I don't think he got chosen to be a Padawan. I think he got skipped over for that and just had a job assigned to him. Because not every uh-huh. not every youngling becomes a Padawan. Every youngling becomes an apprentice. Like you uh, get chosen by certain masters, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Obi Wan actually was 
older apprentice than what everybody else was. And he didn't get knighted till he was like 17, 18, which was super rare for them. I think he was the, at the time the oldest apprentice at the academy. So, like I said, his, his life and Anakin Skywalker's life worked in parallels like crazy when you read the comics. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm always a fan of comics. I'm, I'm big in comics. Um, we, we also see, uh, just sorry, step back on the gold lightsaber situation real quick. We also see uh, Ray Skywalker at the end of episode nine. She has uh, the yellow lightsaber as well, which was. Oh, did she? I don't, I don't even remember that. I haven't seen that. That's the last one I got to see. With mm-hmm. I almost completely forgot about that one. Walks off into the end, right? Her lightsaber's gone. What'd you say? I'm gonna have to go look at that because uh, I, I didn't know her lightsaber was going at the end of the movie. I'll be watching. I'm, I'm like almost. I'm sure we could Google search. I'm like a, almost 100 percent positive. I guess. Yeah, right at the end when, like, right at the very last. What's your name? Ray Skywalker, and she's got the gold lightsaber. Okay, I guess while he's looking it up, one of the things I do admire. I, I want to get into like the different lightsabers now, like the style. I've always loved the the creativity that Star Wars has introduced with the lightsabers from when you first see Darth Maul's lightsaber and then you end up seeing um, what's the newer uh, antagonist with the, the lightsaber and the two things. Yeah, Kylo Ren come out and then also like on some of the shows like you'll see people like a whip looking lightsaber like they did a really great job like incorporating these different weapon styles into lightsabers and like I really admire that about the Star Wars franchise, like, and even like on some of the games, I like you can on that newest game. I can't think of the name of the game. Fallen um, Order. Yeah, Fallen Order. You can actually basically create your own own lightsaber and have a different design for it. So I always thought that Visions. was pretty cool. Even when, even when you go to like Disney World, you can create your own uh, different lightsabers and everything, which I thought was really cool. Star Wars Visions impressed me when they had that umbrella lightsaber. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, man, yeah, that... I was tripping out when I saw that thing. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brandon Spencer, you guys to look that one up. That one is really cool. Like I said, and that's why I feel like I've always admired, or since always since 2019, like I've admired the different lightsabers that we get to see, and especially with the newer movies, like they started really going in on that. And and once again on this series, you get to see Reva with her lightsaber, and it did like that, you know, that whirlwind type move, and it was uh-huh. double ended. And then when Vader took it apart, like oh, I didn't know this could even come apart like it did, unless he just broke it. I see that's always confused me because I think Darth, Darth Maul's uh, lightsaber got broken in half and the blades did not immediately retract. So I'm assuming, and I think it's, I think Darth Maul's blade specifically can uh, twist and release with buttons to be two sabers. Now, I didn't think Reva's could because it looked like hers was fixed, but yeah. I, mean, I guess I'm wrong on that because uh, – I thought once he sliced that or broke that in half, he just snapped it, didn't he? He didn't cut it. He just snapped it. Yeah, he snapped um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Once he snapped it in half and they both lit up, I was like, oh, so maybe you can dual blade it. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do either of you have any more questions? Because I have I have a last question. Uh, you can... You said fighting forms, away. right? So what? Jordan, did you say something about fighting forms earlier? Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about like all the different... I guess dual wielding, uh, back wielding, like all the different styles of like holding a lightsaber is something cool. Like you see, was it what's the dude with the all the arms count? Isn't that uh, Count Grievous? Grievous. Yeah, yeah, Grievous. Count Grievous. 
yeah, like even just seeing him fight with all the different lightsabers. Like I also, like I said, I I really enjoy lore, character designs, and like background stuff in a lot of series. And I feel like Star Wars does a definitely good job with this. Oh yeah, most definitely. There are seven fighting forms that uh, Jedi and Sith are all knowledgeable of, but they only use a couple of them. I think uh, the reason Obi-Wan is so deadly as a fighter is because Qui-Gon did not allow him to learn anything advanced. He wanted him to master the basics, and that's why he's so defensive with his fighting. He defends so much, you have to open yourself up to get him, and that's what he needs to. So, whereas mm-hmm. Anakin before Vader was all, I think, form four, which is like super flat, flashy, like spins and uh, jumps and kicks. and So, like, these different forms, pretty deadly. I will say... I love the way, like the difference in, in, I think it was that episode, I can't remember what episode it was, but they showed the flashbacks, it may have been five, the flashbacks of Anakin going against Obi-Wan like uh, right before, oh, you know, yeah. in the temple and like mm-hmm. his style, like you said, was very like flashy and light stuff, mm-hmm. but then when Reva was going up against him and he was just like one handed, like just like very deliberate. Like, I'm trying yeah. to just mark you. I'm not trying to <laughs> impress anybody. I just want to, you know, kill you. So, yeah, like, he was, he was a lot. I feel like on a flashback, like, he was like super aggressive in the way he fought. Right. And then when he fought against Reva, it, was, it wasn't as aggressive. Yeah. And then you saw Obi Wan did the exact thing, same thing to him in that last fight scene. He switched up and went super aggressive, copied the moves verbatim, spin behind the back, overhead slash, <laughs> jump, kick. I mean, like, yeah. I, I was like, oh, he just went, caught, went completely off his script. Yeah. So I'm like, I can do everything you can do a whole lot better than you. I'm still the master. Right. And that was that was what still that told me. It was cool. That was fire when you like hit him. Yeah, you hit him with the mono Ginobili, like, oh, I'm gonna go behind the back. Yep, behind the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fire. All right, Spencer, what was your question? So, um, assuming there are no more questions, and who knows, there this could lead to more. But what, so far, anyway, what is your favorite and least favorite movie or show as of now? So, if I was going first, um, mm-hmm. my... I haven't seen all of Clone Wars. I've seen very random episodes, but based on everything that... Well, no. I I haven't seen all of it, so I won't say that. Uh, Rogue One is probably my favorite that I've seen. And Episode 2 is my least favorite. Like, mm-hmm. Episode 2 to me is garbage. What happened to Episode 2? <laughs> which, which one is that? <laughs> like, it's a bad That's- movie. That's where we meet the clones for the first time. We meet Jango Fett for the first time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, my least favorite is what's what's the uh, I don't know, I'm probably gonna get some hate for this, but again, I'm a new Star Wars fan. What's the movie where Yoda is like a crackhead puppy, uh, puppet, like training, (laughs) training Luke Uh, on the planet? Is that episode three? Uh, that's uh, Empire Strikes Back. Empire he said he was training Luke, right? Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. That's, uh, that's episode five. When he's on, uh, when he's on Dagobah. Yeah. 
Yeah, whichever movie that was, I didn't really care about that one. Um, maybe my favorite, like, and this all runs together, so it could be all the same movie. Hell, um, my favorite movie is probably maybe episode six, maybe when they first introduced uh, like Ray and my black dude. I don't even think his That's name. Seven. Finn, um, seven. Yeah. Oh, seven. Damn. Finn. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, seven. That one. I, I think that one. I really like that one a lot. But I don't have no basis to have favorites here. Brandon, your, you said your least was episode two or episode five. Which whichever one that is, where Yoda is like that puppet and he just looks terrible. I mean, like yeah, he, that he's on, be, like is style. that why it's your least favorite? Because Yoda looks like a crack puppet. Bro, yeah, and also it's like these older fans, man. You guys like rave about episodes one through three, like it was the greatest thing ever. And I'm just like, yeah, it's a little rough, but probably back then when it first came out, I'm sure it's like big masterpiece. But me watching, well, they rave about four, five, and six being. Oh, is it four, five, six? Oh, dude, like I said, yeah, technically in order, it's four, five, and six. Okay, well, whatever, whatever those first three that came out, whichever one was, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty terrible at remembering what happened in which movie. Oh no, you're good. Um, for me, okay, I'm trying to look here. My favorite is either, hmm, I feel like it's either Empire Strikes Back. I'd say that's my favorite, or Return of the Jedi. That's tough. You like the um, original trilogy more so, than so the, so the crack uh, puppet did not bother you. No, it's the seventies. <laughs> like it's, it's logistics. It's obvious. Yeah. Um, gotcha. <laughs> uh, I can get over stuff like that. Um, it was more the lure. I feel like they obviously, yeah, it didn't look great, but the lure of the movie gets me into where I'm not, you know, whatever. Uh, so I would, yeah, I do like the original better than the, the prequels were. That was a struggle. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'd have to watch them again, but it was a struggle to get through those. I didn't mind the prequels. So wait, Brandon. So the way you watch, how are you watching it, Brandon? Because the way I watched it was the prequels first, then I watched the originals, and then I watched like the new ones. How are you watching it? No, I watched the four, five, six. Then I went and watched the prequels, and then now I'm watching the trilogy. Um, oh, so okay. you're watching it in order? Yeah, of release and release exactly. release yeah. order. Yeah, yeah. I prefer to do release orders because that's how people saw it. You know. Saw them in the first. That's how it happened in real life. So exactly, exactly. So the prequels, I I would say, Clone Wars, Phantom Phantom Menace might. Well, Clone Wars might be my least favorite, to be honest, because Uh, it's a terrible movie. Anakin, bro. Anakin. Anakin. (laughs) Anakin, bro. First of all, we gonna a travesty. How creepy Anakin was. You're talking about you're talking about the movie, not the show, right? No, yeah, the yes, movie. They're, they're the movie Clone Wars. Yes, episode two. Yeah, I have not seen Clone Wars the show. I'm watching it oh. currently. But I was about okay. to say that Clone Wars was my favorite thing, but because I haven't seen all of it, I didn't think that was fair. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen. I can't I, speak I, on I, that. You're, you're talking Before about you finish all of it. You're talking about episode two. Uh, exactly. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, you're talking about episode two. Attack, Attack of the Clones. Clone. Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay, my okay. bad. Clone Wars. Gotcha. Attack of the Clones. Exactly. That one was. Ugh, that was rough, and I feel like people don't talk enough about how weird Anakin was, bro. The dude was a weirdo, <laughs> bro. He was, the way he was trying to holler at Padme, I was like, bro, 
My man would get canceled. Bro, he ain't not talk to girls, man. Yeah, he ain't not talk to girls. I mean, yeah. they don't. They that's what they train on. They don't. They don't allow for no emotional connection. So yes, yeah, he, he over here trying to make connections where they're not natural yeah, to the Jedi. My man would got canceled. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they did. They they always did say in the comic books for the Clone Wars era that a trained a mistrained or not well-trained jedi is a dangerous thing to himself and others and that's what you see right there teenager (laughs) all right what's what's y'all yeah jose what's yours man that's that's such a hard question i i I know that's like the cop-out answer that's such a hard question but um i really i really appreciate everything the trilogy uh, the original trilogy did for everything that there is star wars like without that original trilogy, there no, none of this would be here. We wouldn't be here. Like that's right. just like conversation right now, and um, and I always have to give it the respect that it definitely deserves. It's like without it, we wouldn't have anything. But um, personally, actually, Phantom Menace is my favorite. I've watched that movie more than I've watched anything else. Um, I, I could quote back most of the movie back. And what's really amazing about it is the Phantom Menace is Palpatine the whole time. You're just like, who's the Phantom Menace? And he's he's just behind the scenes, manipulating, mm-hmm. doing all this stuff, getting everything there. He sees stuff. Oh, here's Anakin. I'm just going to go ahead and plant that seed right from the beginning. And then it just goes throughout the entire next however many hours. He just, it all starts right there. And I really like seeing the last time you really see Anakin pure, just yeah. totally what he was. And then what he ends up being at the very end after he uh, takes his helmet off. You know, that's a lot that until we see him in uh, Phantom Menace until that moment, is the last time we see each other in those moments. So it's uh, going to be my favorite. Least What's favorite least is, favorite? Uh, yeah. uh, like I said, I feel like Star Wars can't ever do me wrong. I don't know. I, I'm always happy with everything. Um, <laughs> I'm not really crazy about the last, the sequel trilogy, the most, the newest ones. But okay. I'm ready to watch them with the, with a the new mind now that I have more information and have seen more. I want to watch it again and see if maybe it triggers something a little bit differently in me. But um, what I there's just not a lot of good dialogue. There's a lot of good action scenes, but the dialogue is what Star Wars lives on. It's all about the dialogue, all about this quotable line, and that's what's missing from from those uh, those uh, sequel trilogies for me. So, you enjoyed the dialogue in Episode Two. Man, <laughs> look up episode two. Yeah, well, is that the actually, one Mace Windu? Yeah, Mace Windu is in two. all three of them. He, yeah, oh, he kills. Yeah. That's the one where he goes fat. Yeah, yeah, he cuts his head off. I'm, I'm all about the scene, the Coliseum scene. Uh, every time I get hyped for that, when, when Padme, Obi Wan, and Anakin are fighting. I know that. Yeah, the dialogue's a little bit cheesy, but um, you got, you got a lot of a lot of information in episode two. And uh, for me, the um, episode two also has one of the best uh, music sequences whenever um, the bounty hunter, I can't remember her name. They're chasing her through Coruscant, through the city. And they have that oh, underscore. The one that... Just, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the one that gets hit um, with the uh, flesh dissolving dart. Yeah, yeah, she gets hit with that dart. So the music that goes underneath that entire scene is like some of the best Star Wars music that's out there. It's so exciting. It's so much fun. Uh, it's just like a good solid 10 minutes of just, just excitement. So 
it just happened to be in episode two, so I have to give it some love, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So, so, would you say episode nine is your least favorite? I would say all all three collectively are like equally my least favorite, just because I haven't really developed like, or I haven't spent a lot of time with them. So they would all be equal for me. Interchangeable. Hmm. So the entire sequel trilogy is what he's talking about. That's not... Sounds like a typical Star Wars person. Like, oh, I hate these new movies. <laughs> yeah. I know the originals were the best. I just say I need to watch them again. That's all I'm saying. Like, I need to, I need to go in it with a, with a no open mind. I'm always happy to, to get more Star Wars. So I would love to love it, you know? And I'm excited to, to try it again. Yeah, it's on my to-do list. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Like, like David thinking like David. hard about this one, boy. <laughs> That's okay, like, there's so much good stuff. Yeah, just to echo what Jose is saying, like, there's not, it's hard to nitpick. I will say this you talk about dialogue that's awkward in Attack of the Clones. I will give you that because, but because the interactions are very forced and kind of weird to me. I don't yeah. think the person who's in charge of the script did a great job with that in comparison to what you had in Empire Strikes Back, New Hope, or Return of the Jedi. However, the sequel trilogy, not to. Not to feed to what Jordan be over there. Oh, man. <laughs> these, these Star Wars fans. There we go. Like, I'm trying to so tell like you, NBA the, character de- <laughs> the character development that they did not have in mm. that sequel trilogy. Like, I'm over here thinking, um, what's his name? See, I don't even pay attention to his name like that. Is it Finn? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finn. yeah. So, yeah. I'm over here thinking Finn about to be trained as a goddamn Jedi. Just oh, I said, I said that on, I said that on one episode, too. Yes. I, yeah, I yeah, said that. Just, thought just thinking over here, and I'm over here getting railroaded, because all this stuff is new information, <laughs> so they have an unlimited amount of pathways they can go. The sequel trilogy, the pre, I'm sorry, the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy are set in stone. You have to lead up to certain events. When you have a sequel, you have unlimited plethora of options to go for. There's no written rules you have to follow. This is post-Empire. This is, this is, this is, New Frontier. This is like some Star Trek New Frontier shit. Like you just make some stuff up and we're gonna have to believe it. And right. I will say, finding out that Ray was a Palpatine was amazing. I freaking love that. That was the greatest plot oh, twist I think oh, I've oh, seen oh, in the series. Oh, yeah, um, I, I saw that. That was it, wild. Uh, I don't even remember. I guess I don't remember that. That was, was that eight. That was yeah. episode nine. Okay, no, was yeah. it episode eight or nine? Yeah. I want to see. Was, I think it's nine. nine. Okay. I think it was right. nine. I thought it was the last one. Yeah. Because then okay. they had that big nine. fight scene. Yeah, it's nine. Yeah. So finding out that Ray was a Palpatine was amazing. So I nine is off my list, but like the Force Awakens and The Last Jedi are tied for my worst. I just mm. I hate the character development between those two. I think they were good movies, standalone. I think they were good movies, but as a series, they sucked with their character development. They were completely misleading and did not take advantage of a whole bunch of opening stuff. Um but episode nine was a great way to close. Amazing way to close. Solid eight and a half out of ten. Um, uh, okay, I didn't. Uh, I see what you mean by she was a Palpatine. I guess when I was watching it, I didn't realize that that's what she was transforming into. But now that I have like a little bit more knowledge, like I see how she is a Palpatine. So. She's a Palpatine. You are we're she- over here thinking that Ray is a Skywalker. No, yeah. Ben Skywalker, Kylo Ren is the Skywalker. She's yeah. a Palpatine. So I love how they brought that back together. That's cool. They did not have to do she, that. She's, like she's actually Palpatine's granddaughter. Like, she's like, oh, did they, did they explain that too? 
Yeah. 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 I'm, I, I have to go. I'm gonna have to go back and like rewatch the entire series now because yeah, now I have more yeah, yeah. knowledge there's, about it. I'm there's a bunch of details them. in there, and it's actually a very cinematic and beautiful movie. I love the the ships rising out of the fog. I like like the little flight scenes down on the rocky. Like it's just amazing. Uh, my favorite, though, to answer your question is the Clone Wars animated series. That is my yeah. favorite to date piece of Star Wars anything. They're, they executed perfectly every little detail building up to the the third movie, Revenge of the Sith. And then when they just most mm-hmm. recently followed up with the ending part of Clone Wars, where we see Ahsoka go through her trials and come out of that yeah. and then Loki become a bounty hunter or work with that. It's just. Oh, it's so beautiful. I, I could rewatch that series forever and never get bored. And you would learn something new every time. There's yep. always something new in there that the every writers time. are hiding. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to, I'm starting it. And so it has been really good so far. So um, I'm excited to get better. through it. Yeah. It gets better. It gets better until the very last episode. It gets better. Yeah. It never. And I have a lot so of respect good. for the creators. Isn't Filoni? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect, honestly, for Star Wars in general. Because, and if you on our podcast, we talk a lot about like studio heads and like people who like run these franchises. And DC obviously does not have anyone like that. But I like how Filoni and some of the other people involved have like taken it over and like given it a new direction. Um, seems like that's been working well for him. Quick question. Do you guys think it's going to be any more movies to come out? Or do you think these TV shows that Marvel, I mean, not Marvel, that Star Wars is putting on, you think this is what the future is? Uh, I think Disney Plus has kind of cornered the market on their franchise to where they don't have to release movies to be popular. Everything is getting amazing views. Whether the, whether the critics love it or hate it, they are getting the views. I think Disney Plus is going to eventually come close to if they haven't already exceeded Amazon Prime and get kind of close to Netflix or Hulu with uh, streaming services. I mean, Obi-Wan was a hit. Boba Fett was a, was a hit, minus some stuff. Uh, Mandalorian, obviously, was a hit. Yeah. So they are on a roll right now. I, I would love to see a Boba Fett film. I think it's well-deserved, well-earned. Um, I do not foresee it actually happening. I would love to see them take Star Wars and just completely leave the trilogy saga that they've done with Skywalker and all that other stuff and just make a whole new story. I would love that. Yeah, this universe to start something new. That would be great. But yeah. uh, I do not see it ever now that Disney Plus is corner of the market. Jose, what David, mean? there is a movie coming. Taki, uh, Takiti, what's his name? Watiti. Taki Watiti. I can't remember oh, how yeah. I was say his name. They're, yeah, yeah talking yeah. about the director. director yeah, yeah. Making, oh, there is. He awesome. is making a Star Wars movie. And uh, right. there's not like a lot of information on it from what I can tell, but from what I've heard, which is, of course, it means nothing. But what I've heard is the Star Wars or the Skywalker saga. And it's just like totally new. But it is a, a definite movie that is definitely in the works. So we Let's do have it coming go. out. Yeah, it is coming. Get excited. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, he, uh, that um, director directed one of the episodes of The Mandalorian season he one. Did. He was like, uh, like maybe uh, episode three. And he also plays the uh, IG bounty hunter. Yeah, uh, that droid as well. I only know that because I, like, I watched the thing on Disney Plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, the, the <laughs> documentary was really yeah, good. It was. Really so good. yeah, so he's in it. He's in Star Wars. He's working with Filoni, and Filoni's, of course, you know, the next man to be taken over, George Lucas. Right. Yeah. So like, it'll be a good, it'll be great content. I'm really excited for it. 
That's pretty cool. Spencer, you got anything else? Uh, no, that was my last question. David, I have a question. I'm curious what you think. In the uh, first season of, or first episode of Kenobi, at the very end, they uh, kidnap Leia, the pirates kidnap Leia. And then they're talking to <laughs> Reva on the hologram, right? Uh-huh. And on the hologram, Reva says, of course, Obi-Wan will come. He fought by her father's side in the Clone Wars. Who do you think she's talking about? You think she's talking about Anakin or Bale? I, because of, so you may go off just the information I had at the time or the complete uh, series now just, that it's over. Just, yeah, just in general. Yeah, complete series now that it's over. I, I, I would think that she is talking about Bale Organa. Um, yeah. And the only reason I say that over Anakin is because while Anakin was his Padawan, that they all know he left for dead, he did not know that he had been saved. And that's why mm. there's a shock. He knew he was Vader. I mean, we, we, like, I, I don't know why he was so shocked when she said he was Vader, but um, I guess being on Tatooine, he didn't really know any much about the Empire other than that they were this big organization that won. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to assume it was Bail Organa, uh, just because, yes, they did fight together. He was a senator that was very close to Obi-Wan. They were on that planet all the time. And as a youngling, you would know that. You're not going to mm-hmm. see him. You're going to see him next to Anakin, but you're not going to put two and two together that that's his kid. Not from her seat. She's There's no way to know that. Right. Those people that knew about that were C-3PO, um, Obi-Wan, Kai May rest her soul, and Anakin didn't know he his kids were alive, actually. So mm-hmm. there's only a couple of people that truly know. Yoda, I mean. Right, right. So I'm thinking. And that's uh, what I thought. That's what I thought too, but the, the wording that she, the way she said it, like they fought side by side in the Clone Wars, like that that structures made me makes me want to think that they're talking about Anakin, that line, and uh, I really have to think like, is it possible they're getting away? Like, really, they can say it's Bail Organa. So that's why I asked you because it should be Bail yeah. for sure. It should be Bail, but there's but at the, the end the structure it's kind of, of confusing. Was it were you yeah. confused as well when uh, at the end of it when she got the communicator and saw the message? That she immediately put two and two together about there's one. I was, yeah. confused. I was confused about that too. Yeah, and she goes straight to the spot. Does she know what a farm is at? Like that's, I, I didn't. We call it because um, I don't think we talked about this at all on the show tonight. But the little tidbits that you guys saw that did make sense, I would love to pick y'all's brain to see what you saw that did not make sense yeah. to you. I mean, if we got time for it. I, just, I I got one quick one off the top of my head. Like, how the hell did Obi Wan get all the way across the damn galaxy, even with light speed, to be able to get there uh, to Luke? I was like, how the hell he get all the way there that fast, even with the power of light speed? How did he know exactly where he was gonna be at when his right. the parents couldn't even find Luke, and he somehow found him? Maybe it's force sensitive. I don't. I don't know. And also, how the what, hell? What I don't even know. It was. I had a. I had a <laughs> it's like what, what? What? What do they say at the end of it? The force will be with you. The force is with that man in that moment. That's the only way Bro, to explain that. <laughs> he, he went across like twenty galaxies to be able to get there, and he just knew where Luke was going to be at. I, I, what what planet know. was he, he on before? Yeah, what, where was he at before? I don't remember right now. He was. Uh, uh, what was he doing? Oh, he was on I think, Alderaan. Didn't he on just get healed? He, he just got Tatooine. healed up, right? He just fought. No, he just, no, he fought Vader on the moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, he fought Vader on the moon, and as soon as he stopped, as soon as he, like, spared Vader, he immediately knew Luke was in trouble somehow, and I just, right. yeah. I couldn't, right. I couldn't make sense. I mean, 
the force tells you everything. I'll just right. go ahead and say that out there. The mystical presence. The force tells you everything. So, like, in your most hated episode, Spencer, of episode two, uh, when Anakin and Obi-Wan were fighting in the ship about whether to go down and save Leia or to capture Dooku, Yoda knew everything that was going on because the Force told him. So there's a good possibility after he got done fighting Vader, the Force was like, hey, go save that kid. Mm. But that's the only way I can imagine that happening. There's just Man. no, there's no way you just, you have to feel it. I guess that's it. And that's like that mystical uh, He got to that planet sense. real fast. That's all I know. He did. He did. But she had a change of heart before you got there, so. Yeah. One of the logistical things that didn't make sense to me was uh, Jordan mentioned this uh, in an earlier episode. And when I saw it, I was like, okay. Um, I feel like a grown person should be able to catch a slow 10 year old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that chase uh, scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they had to create some suspense or whatever. But she ran away several times and they struggled <laughs> to get her. So you see what I mean now when me and Brandon was talking about it. He was oh, like absolutely. Like, when I saw it, I was like, what in the hell is this? Yeah. Like, yeah, why, is, no why is this difficult for y'all? But, you know, again, you know, I had just... to make it whatever. But um, I, have, I have a theory. I have a theory, but you won't like it. I have a theory, but you will not uh-huh. like it. <laughs> she, she know the using woods. the force to keep them Yeah, either that or she know the woods, like Brandon Travis said. I, I, I do. I think, think it's that... What, what I really think it is, is I think she's done it. She's been running away from her parents from these adults this entire time. Like, this is a, this is a thing that she knows how to do. And uh, the only reason I think that it looks difficult is because they, and again, this is just a theory. It's just stupid. But, like, they, like, slowed it down so that we could all comprehend her running around without, like, really needing to see, like, her actual speed. But... That's like the only yeah, thing I can think let, of to kind no, of make let, it make sense and be happy with. Let's it. throw that one out the window. Let's throw, let's throw that <laughs> one out the window. That's what I'm saying. Like, I told you, I told you we're gonna hate it. <laughs> we're gonna hate it as soon as I said it. But it's the only thing that I can say to myself where it's like, okay, I'm still gonna buy into the show because otherwise, no. yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, that, come on, mer- Obi-Wan, these, sure, these he has been mercenaries. The yeah, like, come on, man. They are. You're telling me they can't catch this little girl? She should have been caught. It was easy. What's that yeah. music? And typically, I can suspend my disbelief for things, but that one, like. Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, yeah. They could have played that 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 music that da, 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 da. like they could have played that <laughs> the entire time. Little, little more, right, you know, because that's what it looked like. They could have like yeah, to make that yeah. scene better. That she could have been sliding down pockets under trees. Yeah. She could have been like, no, she was yeah. just running lines. whimsically through a forest. <laughs> right, right, zigzagging yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, did you have a mo- did you have a moment? You was like, all right, come on now. Uh, I'm really I'm I'm bad with that type of stuff. Most of the time, I'm just like, all right, whatever. I don't care. Um, but I will say, yeah, that that scene where you know Reva's just been had the saber put into her, and then she gets the, she looks at the little thing in it and the the hologram or whatever. I didn't understand any of that. Like, I didn't get like how she, where how that, she made that connection. Yeah, how she yep. connected those dots. Like, I didn't even really understand what was being communicated other than Luke is out. Like, obviously, there's Leia and there's Luke. Like, other than that, I really didn't understand the point of that. Yeah. Like, she that did, I don't think she I don't think she necessarily knew who Luke... She heard the name of that hologram, but I don't think she knew who he was. She did hear Owen, which we learned from the first episode, she knows who Owen is. And she did hear Obi-Wan. And that was probably just enough information that she needed to know to be like, okay, 
I know this belongs to Obi-Wan and this person, Owen, was on Tatooine. So, like, I'm going to go there and just see where that leads me. She might have had just enough information from that. To she so she she was hurt that. and she heard that. She was like, ah, oh, my chest. What is this? Owen? What? Everyone? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go check it out right quick. <laughs> so she's probably got force healing. Like, we can assume. No. No. Well, we know she can read minds. We know she can read minds. We know that. She but like, that, but she got, she no got stabbed and left for dead yeah. and then was kind of like pretty okay by the time she hatred. got to yeah, yeah uh, that's true. That is, the place. That is pure hatred that was fueling that one. That was not no force feeling. That was angry <laughs> and that's what's keeping me alive right now. Like, Speaking of anger, that's exactly um, what that is. last, last question. And I should probably know the answer to this, but why does... Why does Anakin hate Obi Wan? He stood in her, and so in episode, episode three, yeah. of the Sith, and you also see I, I remember him like angrily yelling, "I hate you!" Yeah, which yeah. how old is Anakin at the time? Seventeen, sixteen, or is he eighteen? In episode three, yeah, he's not in his twenties yet. Yeah, episode three is like twenty-one. Is he really? That would make him yeah, the oldest cause... Padawan or oldest apprentice. Anyway, so in episode yeah, yeah. he went to the council and he was trying to vie for because he's already a knight. He was made a knight after episode two, but he was trying to vie for the role of master. And while he had great accomplishments, and at that point in time, they were giving out the role of master to people that did well in battle. Again, it's all politics and the whole Jedi stuff. But um, when he went up there and they were discussing him going through the trials of Master, Mace Windu said verbatim, no, that's not going to, you know, well, we're not going to allow that. Or uh, not Master. They gave him the title. Was, Jose, correct me wrong. They gave him the title of Master, but they didn't want him on the council. Right? They gave him what the conversation we, is. We grant, we grant council, but we do not give you the title of Master. Ah, there we go. There we go. So, and, uh, and also, while this is going on, it's not in the movie, but it's in the animated series. He has a freaking uh, a Padawan, a Sokotano. So he has everything that a master has: a seat on the council, a position of power, his own apprentice. He has all these things going for him, but he can't get what he wants, which is that title of master. And Obi Wan says nothing to help him. So that's strike one. And then two, after Palpatine's influence comes around, it gets right to the root of Anakin and says, you're going to lose this, you're going to lose that, the Jedi don't want you, it's obviously don't respect you because I'm not giving you this, that, and the other. Boosting his ego up, when it comes down to him joining the dark side, and Obi-Wan is standing as another form of oppression to prevent him from getting what he wants, which is, he wants Padme, he wants to be able to save her, he wants to feel powerful, he wants to position a master, he wants to be important. It's really like a child, but Obi-Wan is another huge obstacle and wall standing up in the in his way of what he wants and what to accomplish he's not going to help him he's not helping him at all so this is why that conversation goes if you're not with me you're against me and then uh, when they're fighting on Mustafar and then when he lights his saber uh you know I'll stop you or whatever and then Obi-Wan's like I'll do what I must and then Anakin's like you will try that's 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 that whole you're in my way master get out of my way. I hate you because you're stopping me from getting what I need, which is to protect the people I love, albeit in the wrong direction. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You see that, that power struggle and dynamic it comes out a lot in episode three of that movie. 
not so much the mm-hmm. Clone Wars. I mean, they have their not Clone Wars animated series. Is what I mean, they had their little debates here and there, but that the Revenge of the Sith was a huge turning point from Anakin to Darth Vader. You see it all there, clear as day. Okay, because mm. I I do remember because uh, I probably should have watched these movies more recently, but I remember in my mind thinking, did Mace Windu have something to do with Anakin becoming Darth Vader? Yes. Because uh, I remember thinking that, and I think that's why I thought that. Yeah, Mace Windu is another direct impact, in my opinion, on why Anakin turned to uh, Vader. But Anakin really didn't deserve mastership anyway. He didn't have the emotional fortitude. Uh, to be honest, he woke up on the wrong side of the bed that morning. The entire council could catch these hands. Like that's yeah, exactly. that's how he was operating. Mm-hmm. So, Mace well, Windu, and I mean, this thing like uh, Mace Windu, they were right to not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, but at the I same didn't time, know why he hated Obi Wan? Um, like before, of course, Obi Wan like let him burn, and you know, like before, I have the high ground. Like, why do you hate me? Yeah, Mace Windu just, just one time, one time had to listen to Anakin. Like any time, any of the times that Anakin brought something to him. If he had just listened once, it would have been it would have been a whole different thing. So yeah, Mace Windu definitely got in the way and definitely feel that anger and that hate for sure. Yeah, he had a yeah. big role in in Anakin becoming Vader. And you, uh, we call it. He's uh, the more disciplinarian of the council. I would say that when people want to do stuff and Yoda's kind of iffy about it, Mace Windu will just step up in there and say, "Nah, that's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Right. We're doing it like this, and you're going to respect it. And if you say yeah. no or you hesitate." And he's looking at you like, are you flirting with the dark side? Like, that's just, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> everything that's not an agreement. And this is why, uh, just a little history lesson. I know we're getting short on time, but uh, when Qui-Gon Jinn was voted to join the council, ultimately he said no. Um, but one of the reasons that he didn't want to be on the council is because he felt that the council was becoming too hypocritical and too politically concerned Political, and yeah. then by the time we get to anakin wanting to join the council that's all they are is politics right they're political mm. bodyguards they got words on the senate that's not what the jedi order is for like spencer was saying earlier that they're, they're peacemakers they're they're not warriors they're not fighters they're they're not diplomats in the sense that they're arguing for people that that's not their way but they right. turned into that so thanks thanks okay I learned a lot uh, today. Yeah, for real. Yeah, uh, I guess we can. We definitely appreciate David and Jose like coming through and definitely much. schooling us, getting our knowledge up. Uh, I definitely have newfound respect for Star Wars. Not newfound. I've always respected Star Wars since 2019. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love finding out I love about the this back knowledge. Yeah, I yeah. got throw it out there. So I would definitely say thank you, David and Jose. Um, yeah. You guys definitely showed out. Um, before we got yeah. out of here, do you guys want to kind of shout out your social media accounts, any Twitter accounts or anything like that? Where, where can people find <laughs> all that? Uh, you guys just want to remain anonymous. Go ahead, Jose. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm only on Facebook. Like, if you want to find me on Facebook, that's cool, I guess. But my, my yeah. rule on Facebook is if I've never talked to you, like, I'm not going to add you. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not going to give out Jose's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not oh, but we, You can follow the stream, the stream quartet. You can get that one out. It's been OKC. Yeah, look us up on YouTube. Look us up on Instagram. We're there. And uh, yeah, definitely hit us up there. We've got some really good music. You'll see Spencer there. You'll see me there. Good things. 
Uh, real quick, before I get into David, I want to give you guys just a quick homework since you guys are going to go look at some Star Wars. Yeah. There's a really cool, like one of the coolest things for me in Star Wars is the is the continuity fabric. There's little Ooh. Easter eggs that go in through the whole thing, like here and there. So I want you to guys, when you go watch A New Hope, uh, which is episode Rogue One, which is right before episode four, there's a little cameo. The people in episode four, if you remember the when Obi-Wan and Luke are in the cantina and uh, Luke runs into that guy at the at the bar and he's like, I don't like you either. Yeah, I remember There's that. a little cameo of them in, in Rogue One. See if you can find it. It's really cool. It's like that little thing makes it really exciting. All right. Keep it up for that. Check, that one out. check it yeah. out. Check it out. David, David what about you? you? You on Twitter? Are you on Instagram? I want to give out your Facebook. Yeah. yeah, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine. Not a whole lot. Uh, I think dwilliam 752 is the Instagram handle, but I'm not on there a whole lot. Let's try to like mess with me about Star Wars or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get it, but not social media plugs, but definitely go follow the Melanated Gentleman. Definitely subscribe hey, to the podcast. Like this, hey, is, this is great, great. Love the podcast. Uh, subscriber myself, always listening. You guys got some great takes, some hot takes, Jordan. Huge fan. Uh, that Appreciate Twitter handle is at the Caramel Nova. Um, but that's really about it. Thank you guys for having us. I definitely appreciate it, Spencer. Anytime you need anything, you already know I'm your dude. Yeah, that's... yeah. We, we got we got a new Star Wars council, so anytime the next yeah. Star Wars thing come up, probably Ahsoka, yeah, the... they're gonna slide on back through here. Yeah, our Jedi council. That's... Yeah, yes, sir. So, yeah, follow us on the LMG podcast on Twitter. Um, also, check out our YouTube channel at the League of Metalinated Gentlemen podcast. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, do all that, you know, all that fun stuff. And how do we end it? What do we say when we end? We're never duplicated. Always appreciate it. And forever melanated. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>